Welcome to another fun film Monday edition of Second City Sports. We're live in Living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Mr. Kim McGee, which is she. I am Sydney Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's SIDKID80. That's SIDKID80. Sorry for early technical difficulties, folks. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan McGee on the IG. Make sure you download that Sports All Chicago app today, wherever you get your apps. You want to know why? Because we said so, that's why. And also, too, you can catch our other four live shows throughout the week. So if you happen to miss them, you can go back and watch them and listen to them at your own leisure. So make sure you download that Sports on Chicago app today. Speaking of Sports on Chicago, you can follow us on all social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Please find Sports on Chicago on all social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You don't want to catch the audio version of this beautiful show. You can do so by subscribing to our podcast at War on Anchor. We are available on all podcast platforms, including that iHeartRadio app. Make sure you type this in your search engine boxes on those podcast platforms. You ready? W-A-R-R on Anchor. Once again, at War on Anchor on all podcast platforms. And make sure you give War Media a follow at W-A-R-R Media on all social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, at War Media on all socials. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. We are on the pod, Fun, and we have very definite opinions. If you have any definite opinions due our, to our extravagance, we call it Sports Talk Radio Show. You can always hit us up on the comment section at Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comment section. Lakina will get the bump up on the screen for you. But you decide to troll and or do something stupid, I give Malakina full power to give you fools to be a lady be a boot. Bye-bye. I love when she says that. <laughs> but before we begin, we must remind you that you can also catch Sports on Chicago now available on Roku TV. That's right. Sports on Chicago is now available on Roku TV. So celebrate with the squad and get with the program. Sports on Chicago is now available on Roku TV. If you already have a Roku television, just tap on the Sports World and download the Sports Zone Chicago app to that avenue. If you don't have a Roku TV, that's okay. You have some handheld devices uh, around your household, iPad, iTouch, iPhone, your personal PC, your Chromebook like I'm using right now. Just download the Roku TV app and access Sports Zone Chicago through that avenue. So no more excuses. Celebrate with the squad and give with the program. Sports Zone Chicago is now available on Roku TV. It's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Seven days a week, live and on demand. You can go, you know, watch whatever you want, whenever you want. So it's always fun, especially in these times now. So even though we didn't, you know, ha- we don't have a bear screen to review, thank God. But we have another, it, some more, you know, interesting uh, results coming from NFL Week 14. We'll start in uh, Buffalo, where the Bills... Uh, held off the Jets twenty, you know, twenty to twelve. Um, Josh Allen had a touchdown pass, hundred forty-seven yards. Also had a rushing touchdown. He unfortunately led the team in rushing. I know uh, that that makes uh, Sid, uh, you know, bonkers. But uh, they did. You know, the defense did a uh, sack Mike White four times. You know, knocking out the game a couple of times for a little bit. But mm-hmm. you know, Joe Flacco came out for a series, but then he came back in the next series. But you know, it was just enough to. This is actually their first win in the division, believe it or not. People forget about that. You know, they have been over, mm-hmm. you know, prior to this, you know, this game. But you know, they got a much needed win in the division against the uh, the Jets, who they lost to earlier in the season. 
Did you check out the hit by Bills linebacker Kiko Alonso that knocked down Mike uh-huh. White? It, 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 yeah. it was a net, it was a nasty hit. Thank goodness Mike White is is okay. But the Jets offense had a couple of couple of shining stars yesterday. Zonovan Knight had 17 carries for 71 yards, and he scored the only touchdown of the game for the game green. But their rookie wide receiver, Mr. Garrett Wilson, he had six catches for 78 yards. I think this guy is a rising star. star. Hopefully, if Zach Wilson ever gets his head out of his you-know-one, get his act together, I think those two could be a nice young tandem quarterback wide receiver tandem. But the Jets, we talked about it on last Friday, Lakina. They'll stay in it because of their defense, and, you know, they gave Buffalo trouble uh, early in the season up there in the, at MetLife Stadium. But the Bills had enough offense yesterday to uh, hold off the New York Jets. The Jets just shot themselves in the foot off- offensively, and it, it was just uh, crazy to watch that. The Buffalo really could have put the Jets away, but give the Jets' defense credit. They, they, they have really been the story for the for New York this year. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, Vito World, of course, you guys can you know, comment on Sports on Chicago's you know, YouTube channel. He says, you know, him being, I'm talking, I'm sure he's talking about Allen being leading rusher can't be good in December. That mm-hmm. is true. And uh, yeah, uh, you know, Lonzo did uh, hit, you know, White really hard. You know, you can tell he was banged up for a little bit. So, you know, yeah, hopefully, you know, look, I think if you're the Bills, you get another setback by the Jets. This was another chance where he had their chances to try to, you know, maybe make this game a little bit different. You didn't do it, you know, but if you're Buffalo, you get your first win in division, so you'll take that. And uh, yeah, well, we'll see what happens, you know, here on out because the Bills look they got to keep pace with Kansas City because they got the tiebreaker against the Chiefs before the number one seed in the AFC, so they, they got to mm-hmm. keep winning. Yep. Let's go to Cincinnati, Ohio next, where the Cincinnati Bengals continue to roll by defeating their in-state rivals, the Cleveland Browns, 23-10. Deshaun Watson for the Browns, 26-42, 276 yards and a touchdown. Joe Mixon ran the ball 14 times for 96 yards for Cincinnati. Jamar Chase, the second-year wide receiver out of LSU for Cincinnati, 10 catches, 119 yards, and the touchdown. Lakina, I did watch some of this game live via my computer screen yesterday. Deshaun Watson did look a little bit better. He was rushing out of the pocket. As we all know, that he's one of the best mobile quarterbacks in the league. Cleveland just couldn't get their running game going, and their passing game was okay, but they had to rely on that, especially in the second half because they were trailing by a lot. But that, that first half by Cleveland offensively was just putrid. On the flip side for Cincinnati, Tyler Boyd was out. Also, their starting tight end was out. So Joe Burrow was working with a very limited bunch yesterday, but some way, somehow, Cincinnati gets it done the old-fashioned way at home. Well, yeah, I mean, they really didn't do too much because, you know, despite Miles Gary, you know, that defense is, you know, not not the best. You know, they've been struggling against the run, especially. So I think, you know, mm-hmm. against the pass as well. So that's why Chase was able to get to, you know, do what he did. Also, too, Trenton Irwin, you know, had a nice showing, had a touchdown uh, catch. So, you know, look, the Bengals, you know, look, they're trying to keep pace with the Ravens. You know, we'll get to them in a second. But, you mm-hmm. know, look, it looks like Cleveland is basically over and, and done with with them. So, I mean, you know, if you're a Cincy, it's basically between you and Baltimore for the AFC, mm-hmm. uh, AFC North. All right, let's go down to the state of Texas where the interconference battle took place for the Battle of Texas as the Dallas Cowboys come from behind to defeat the Houston Texans 27-23. Excuse me. Dak Prescott for the Cowboys was 24-39 for 284 yards in the touchdown. He also threw a couple of picks, which was bad as well. Thank goodness I didn't start him on my fantasy team yesterday. Damian Pierce, the rookie run, running back out 
uh, for the Houston Texans, had 22 carries for 70 yards and a score. And for the Texans, Mr. Chris Moore had 10 catches for 124 yards. Lakina, the Dallas Cowboys, I'm not going to sit here and say they were playing around with the Texans yesterday. The Houston Texans controlled the majority of their game, but they had Driscoll at quarterback. Then they went back to Davis Mills. Uh, Lovey Smith, yes, I find the quarterback and a whole lot more stuff. But Lakina, their defense, as we said on our show last Friday, uh, they're going to uh, give some Dallas Cowboys offense some trouble. They gave them all they could handle yesterday, but the Cowboys finally woke up in the fourth quarter and beat the Texans on, basically on the last drive of the game, going 98 yards. Well, yeah, I mean, that would have been funny if they had lost to the Texans. That would have yeah. been uh, hilarious. But, I uh, I mean, you know, he did, uh, Pollard got another uh, had another touchdown, and – Look, he's been kind of like that, that unsung hero for them. I think you know, he's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why the the Cowboys are where they are right now. Now, unfortunately, you know, that 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 Houston defense you know did slow him down a little bit, you know, especially for most of the game, especially with, mm-hmm. except for that final play. You know, it, it, look, I, I feel like the Cowboys are one of those teams. You know, could they perhaps maybe be one of the favorites in the NFC? Sure, but I think you know Houston gave you the play bus to how you can slow them down. So we'll see what happens. You know, going through that. But uh, look, I mean, the cow. You know, if you're you know, yeah, you don't take the wig of the Cowboys, but you mm-hmm. know, you, you could have played a lot better than you did. Also, as of note, Cowboys starting right tackle Terrence Steele tears his ACL and his MCL, mm-hmm. so he's going to be gone for the year. So the Cowboys are usually known for having one of the best offensive lines in the game. It's going to be challenged now with Mr. Mr. Steele being out <clears throat> for the rest of the year with a torn ACL. You listen to Second City Sports on on the live on the Monday edition, we're live in Living Color and Sports on Chicago. I'm Sid Desilkina as we continue to review week 14's action from the NFL from Sunday. Let's go up to Motown, Lakina, in a crucial NFC North matchup between the Detroit Lions and the Minnesota Vikings. As we all told you on at least I did anyway, as I told you on Friday doing our picks with Christine, the Lions would get the best of the Minnesota Vikings. Well, they did just that. By defeating Minnesota by 11, 34-23. Kirk Cousins, 31-41, 425 yards to two touchdown passes. C.J. Moore for the Lions, one carry for 42 yards. Mr. Giddy, Mr. Justin Jefferson for the Vikings, 11 catches for 223 yards. Yeah, they allowed another uh, 464 total yards. That's been a big issue for Minnesota you know, this last you know, few you know games. It's like this is mm-hmm. what their third or fourth you know, straight game with – 400 plus uh, total yards that they gave their opponent, but it's sort of, this is the thing that this is probably one of the reasons why I think, you know, people are questioning Minnesota, how good they really are because they've given up so many yards and and such, but, you know, they thought that maybe they could get themselves in a hole. They were able to get, you know, get out Mm -hmm. of it. They've been to get out of it. A couple of those games that I talked about, but just in this case, Detroit made them pay and they just couldn't get their offense going. Now they have 425 receiving yards themselves, but, you know, unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know, they could just couldn't get it going. You know, they couldn't slow down the you know, Detroit's offense for whatever reason. So, you know, but again, it happens. You know, they're 10 and three. Detroit needed to win more than Minnesota did. So, you know, they stay in the playoff mm-hmm. chase. You know, they're still 10 and three. So, you know, it, it is what it is. But you just put your season series in that, and that's fine. But, you know, yeah, our guy Lamont Scott, which we just posted up a comment from our Facebook page. Detroit looks strong and tough and might run the table the rest of the way. We'll get to that uh, in the uh, next uh, half hour, Lamont. So we, we're definitely going to discuss Detroit even further. But of note from the Lions from yesterday, now they're 6-7 and seven on the year. At least one team who, 
who has posted a six and seven record over the last four years has, has made the playoffs. Will the Detroit Lions be their fifth team? We'll discuss in the next half hour, but and we'll go through their schedule and see if they realistically have a shot or not. On the flip side for the Minnesota, you can kiss the number one seed goodbye because remember Philadelphia beat them early in the year on Monday Night Football, and of course. We'll get to Philadelphia uh, coming up here shortly, but Philadelphia has, a, I believe, a two-game lead on Minnesota, and Minnesota could have wrapped up the division yesterday, but uh, that's all gone for now. So if, uh, Minnesota, you can kiss that number one seed uh, goodbye. Let's sneak in one more game in here, Lakina, before we break for the bottom of the hour. The Tennessee Titans, uh, they go down shockingly at home to the Jacksonville Jaguars, 36-22. to Trevor Lawrence, 30 of 42, 368 yards and three touchdown passes. Derrick Henry rebounded for that awful performance last week in Philadelphia. He has 17 carries, 121 yards in the score. And Everett Ingram, the former tight end for the New York Giants, he had 11 catches, 162 yards, and two touchdowns for Jacksonville. Lakina, even though we all picked Jacksonville on Friday, uh, sorry, we picked Tennessee on Friday. Uh, this didn't shock me that Jacksonville won. Maybe the way they dominated was the way uh, it was shocking to most people. But Tennessee, I don't know what's going on with them. You thought they would get it together at the last week, being embarrassed on the road by perhaps the best team in football in Philadelphia. But they, they should have taken care of business for, uh, against the Jaguars. I'm not saying the Jaguars are going to make the playoffs, even though I predicted it at the beginning of the year. But Tennessee was really – they're really trying to uh, are really close to fumbling the bag of winning that bad AFC South. I mean, you know, this, this is sort of a kind of a shocker. You saw that. Oh, okay. Sure enough. You saw, we see the Jacksonville team that we saw earlier in the season, the one that shut out, you know, Indy in their first meeting mm-hmm. and such, you know, Lawrence had, you know, three or six eight yards and three touchdowns. And it was really their defense. that kind of slowed down that Titans uh, offense. They kind of kept, uh, once they did give up, you know, their 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 you know, respective yards, but you know they didn't really give the ball too much to Derrick Henry. They only had, he only carried carried it seventeen times. So mm-hmm. I don't know if they were trying to throw the the the, you know, the Jags off. It just didn't work, or you know, they they just kind of you know stood still. They only they only scored eight points in the, in the second half, and even then that was garbage. That was a garbage uh, touchdown. Mm-hmm. So they had already the game had already been over by that point. So like I, I don't know what's going on in, in Tennessee. You know, it's getting interesting the AFC South, though, I feel like. I mean, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, Tennessee, the, <laughs> they're having issues right now. They fired their general manager mm-hmm. around this time last week. And so, uh, they're going through some changes both off the field and on the field. So, we'll see what happens as we get to the end of the regular season. Well, the rest of the recap of week 14 from the National Football League when we return. And we'll give you our studs and duds. We'll give you our quick Monday night football preview between the Patriots and the Cardinals and can the Lions be the fifth team to make it to the playoffs with a six and seven record at this point in the season we'll give you that give you that answer and a whole lot more as you're listening to the Monday edition of Second City Sports we're live in living color I'm Sid that's Lakina you're listening to Sports Old Chicago this year my mom got me the perfect bag for back to school these colorful binders help me stay organized these headphones are just what I need for studying. These new sneakers are just what I need for the new year. This jacket is a real must-have. My parents got me the skateboard I wanted. It's pretty cool. These scissors really come in handy in art class. These colored pencils, too. These new socks, they can be a real lifesaver.
And I finally got my own phone to stay in touch with my mom. Trisha's having a sleepover tonight. Can I go? I wonder about Lucy's friends. What should I say? I know you're only ten, but one of these days a friend will offer you a drink. And alcohol at your age can lead to so many things. None of them good. So can I go to the sleepover? Lucy, I want you to promise me something. I finished my homework. <laughs> Bigger promise. If there's any drinking, I want you to say, no thanks, not my thing. Mom. I promise you, your real friends won't care. Deal? Sure. Really? I promise, Mom. They really do hear you. Did you pack your toothbrush? For tips on how to start the talk, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. A public service message from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Welcome back to Second City Sports, the Monday edition, real live in living color, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid. That's Lakino. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, it's CK80. That's SIDKID80. That's SIDKID80. You can follow me at Kenan McGee on the Twitter and at Kenan's on the IG. If you want to get at us at, at, at the comments section, we have less than 90 minutes of this extravaganza. We left, as we say, we call it Sports Talk Radio Show. You can get at us in the comments section on Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Continue our recap from week 14 from yesterday's action in the National Football League. We'll go up to East Rutherford, New Jersey at MetLife Stadium where the New York Giants get trounced. By the best team in the NFL, arguably, and that's the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles trounced the Giants 48 to 22. Jalen Hurts, perhaps your front runner for MVP, 21 to 31, 217 yards and two touchdown passes. Miles Sanders ran the ball hard for the game. Green, 17 times for 144 yards and two touchdowns. AJ Brown was proven to be uh, the, the, acquisition, the acquisition that this team has needed 
all year long. He had four catches for 70 yards in an early touchdown. Jalen Hurts scored his 10th rushing touchdown of the season. Lakina, I turned to that game in the, live in the first quarter, and I saw they were starting to pull away from the Giants early. And I, and I was watching uh, other games, but then when I saw the score at halftime, I was like, they don't need, it doesn't need, it, I don't need to waste my time turning back to this game because the Giants, uh, they were outclassed by a better team. I know they have injuries, but uh, Philadelphia is just that much better than the New York football Giants. As we told you guys the last few weeks, uh, you're going to see where the who are the real New York football Giants. You definitely saw it against the best, arguably the best team in the league yesterday. Yeah, I know the Giants have had their issue, had their injury issues, but they've been, you know, you know, spiraling out, you know, down. And I figured that was going to happen. Miles Sanders, mm-hmm. 144 yards and two touchdowns. You know, he, he's already in, in double digits. He's the first uh, running back for the Eagles to do that in a season since he had all the way back to 2011. And, and Shady McCoy, um, Hertz did do it uh, last season. He had 10, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, he's the first. Uh, you know, Sanders is the first true uh, running back. And well, the defense, you know, did what they're supposed to do for, with Philly. I mean, they they combined, you know, sacked both Daniel Jones and I they, guess they brought in Tyrod Taylor and he uh, scored the last uh, last couple of points. But you know, mm-hmm. they they sacked them both uh, a total of seven times. So. You know that that's sort of you know just the class of that uh that division and perhaps even the NFC. I'm talking about the Eagles. Those mm-hmm. are your those who are the Bears going to be playing uh, on Sunday, uh, folks. Uh, they're already at the <laughs> nine point favorite. So uh, yeah, uh, you know, be prepared, uh, folks. I know our buddy Marshall Harris from CBS Two said that uh in a podcast that he does that he's picking the Bears to upset the Eagles. I think he uh we're gonna have to have a little bit of a talk with him about that, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, but yeah, I mean, the Eagles, you know, like like you said, I mean, you know, they're, they're taking it one day at a time. They've already clinched a, a playoff spot, and I think they've already, I think they may have already, cl- or on the cusp of clinching the NFC mm-hmm. East, but, uh, you know, they're still like, oh, all teams up behind them. But yeah, I mean, in, in this case, the Giants, I think this might be the beginning kind of like, of, I don't want to say this is the beginning of the end for the Giants, but they're down to 7-5-1 now, so this might be kind of like the, the beginning of the end for them. And they go to our nation's capital next Sunday night for a showdown against the Washington Commanders. And you know those two teams played to a tie last week. So next week's game will be that much more important given what happened yesterday at home. Let's go to the Steel City next in this AFC North uh, rivalry where the Baltimore Ravens, they had their starting quarterback who was their backup quarterback was who was injured yesterday. They hold on to a 16-14 win over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mitchell Trubisky, former Bear, he, he, he subbed in for the injured Kenny Pickett. For the Steelers, he was 22 of 30, 276 yards, one touchdown in three picks. J.K. Dobbins for Baltimore ran the ball hard 15 times for 120 yards in the score. Deontay Johnson for Pittsburgh, six catches for 82 yards. Lakina, we said this was going to be an ugly, low-scoring game. It turned out that way. I hoped you liked it because uh, that Baltimore defense held on at the end. They picked up Trubisky three times, and they also had a blocked field goal, which came to bite. Pittsburgh on the backside. Well, yeah, it was really what they needed. They didn't really have to do too much. You know, Hunley, you know, got mm-hmm. hurt. You know, he was, uh, he had to leave during the concussion. Uh, Anthony Brown, if you know, for those of you who know, uh, if you're a Pac-12 uh, guys, you know, you know, and gals, you know, you remember him from uh, Oregon. He had to come in. You know, of course, he was sacked his first uh, first play, but, you know, he settled down and he was able to do just enough to, you know, win that game. It was, you know, thanks to Dobbins and to Edwards. Um mm-hmm. You know, they were able to win that game. I think this is the first time in a while that the Ravens have beaten Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh. I know I remember uh, Dobbins was doing the the, the post-game uh, interview. He said this is like, the first time in his, his three years that, since he's been at uh, Baltimore that he uh, they, they've beaten uh, the Steelers in Pittsburgh. So 
look, you didn't have to do too much. Look, Hundley didn't mess up too much. You know, Brown, when he came in, didn't mess up too much. You know, you did just enough to win that game. Your defense, you know, you know Roquan's picked, picked off Trubisky. I'm sure they did that a couple of times when they were in, uh, they played for the Bears uh, together. <laughs> but also, you have let that block, your know, field goal that did them in. So, look, you did just, you know, if you're the Ravens, you, you know, you, you were with your, your, your top guy, Lamar Jackson, but. You did just enough to win that game, and like you're, you're trying to keep pace with the Bengals because they're they're really literally right there nipping at your heels. You got a couple other uh, games, and we'll see if Lamar plays this weekend. I know they're going to try and see if they can get practice this week, but uh, look, you did just enough to win, so you take it if you're Baltimore. You're listening to Second City Sports. We're live in the Living Color on the Monday edition, right here on Sports on Chicago. Sid Lakini here with you. Continue our recap from Week 14's action from the National Football League. Let's get to the late games. The Denver Broncos, Lakini, they scored 28 points. Yay! The bad news: they lost. <laughs> the Kansas City Chiefs uh, played around with them, but came through when they needed it most at the end. The Chiefs defeated the Broncos in, in the, this AFC West rivalry, 34-28. Patrick Mahomes, 28-42, 352 yards and three touchdowns. Isaiah Pacheco, if I could, uh, Pacquiao, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, he had 13 carries for 70 yards. And Jarek McKinnon, the backup running back, he had seven catches for 112 yards and two touchdowns. Willie Gay, the linebacker from the Chiefs, picks off Wilson Wilson and takes it to the house to basically seal the game. Lakina, uh, Denver, we said they, they need to play better, and they did. But they ran up against a better team yesterday, and they has also had a, a couple of crucial mistakes down the stretch. And yeah, it couldn't stop been, Kansas City when they needed the most. Yeah, I mean, they fell into the hole pretty early. I think that's what, you know, give them credit for at least, you know, bouncing back and not, you know, not like giving up. But at the same time, though, they did have like a couple of mistakes. They could have easily, you know, came back and won this game and pulled off the upset. And I believe, I think, you know, if, I, if I'm, you know, reading this right, um, I think, you know, Pat Mahomes is what, like 10 and 0 now, I guess the Broncos in his career, he's a fourth QB in the Super Bowl era to record at least 10 plus wins against a single opponent without a loss mm-hmm. already. He only trails Andrew Luck, who was 11 to 0 against the Titans. So uh, yeah, it, it's been sort of one of those things, you know, the Chiefs have had, well, and especially uh, Mahomes himself has had the Chiefs, no, the Broncos number, I should say. So you know, but yeah, I mean, like I said, Nathaniel Hackett, I think he's just, you know, buying his time till the end of the season. Yeah, you know, it is what it is there, but yeah, I mean, you know, you gotta they gotta keep pace with Buffalo. I'm talking about the Chiefs, so yeah, the Chiefs are ten and three, while the Broncos' record now falls to three and ten on the year. To America's game of the week from Fox yesterday, the San Francisco 49ers dominated uh, Tampa Bay, <laughs> Tam, uh, Tom Brady and company as the 49ers blow out the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 35 to seven. Tom Brady, uh, of course, is from Northern California. He had family and friends, I believe, of 80, a party of 83 or 83, who was there at, at Levi's Stadium yesterday out there by the Bay. Uh, the Buccaneers' offense looks putrid, and uh, they got a whole lot of issues. We'll discuss in just a moment. But Brady was 34 of 55, 253 yards and a touchdown pass. Christian McCaffrey for the 49ers. 14 carries, 119 yards and a touchdown. And Brandon Ayuk, two catches for 57 yards and a touchdown. Brock Purdy, Lakina, uh, he doesn't have to be the greatest right now, but he's doing enough to uh, to get the San Francisco offense by. And it, it, it's very nice to have a, a, a complimentary player in Debo Samuel, and, and we'll talk about his injury in a second. But Christian McCaffrey is not a bad person to uh, be at your right hip either. <laughs> 
Yeah, he had a rushing uh, touchdown and a touchdown catch. I think it's like that's like just the fifth, like the fourth time I think since he joined the uh, the 49ers that he's had that. So you know, of course, he's been like mm-hmm. a big you know pickup for them. And as far as Purdy is concerned, I mean, look, he didn't make any big mistakes. He did just enough to win that game. Mm-hmm. And look, it helps that uh, the Bucks defense is not very good. So I guess that that helped a lot in, in that sense. But you know, look, I mean. You know, the injuries are kind of mounting up for them a little bit. You know, Debo's going to be out for the rest of the regular season at the very least. You know, he should be back by the time the playoffs start with mm-hmm. the angle injury. So, you know, Kyle Shannon already confirmed that. But, you know, you got the, you know, Purdy didn't seem, you know, he seemed unflappable. I mean, I know he said he faces this, you know, number one defense all the time at practice. So, you know, he, this is, you, you kind of see why. And also, he saw his parents. You know, his parents are because you know his, yeah. his dad, and his mom. You know, that was you know, an awesome they, moment. Yeah, yeah. They usually don't go to his games. I guess they don't want to make him nervous, or they they make they get nervous. You know, watching him. You know, and vice versa. I remember when he was at Iowa State. They really didn't. They didn't go to many of his games there either, even though they live close by. But yeah, I mean, look, I think you know, Will Purdy. I know people want to say Purdy is sort of the next best thing, but look, let's give some love to uh, to the QB coach Brian Greasy. I mean. You know, yeah, he's that, got, he's gained some weight there since leaving Monday yeah, Night Football. Yeah, he's grown his hair out too. He's got a little bit of a mullet yeah. uh, thing happening, but uh, yeah, I mean he's doing pretty well. You know, developing the, uh, these QBs. I mean, look, Jimmy G, you know, you know, stayed on as long as he could, you know, and then he struggled. Mm-hmm. And then you know, Trailer was able to come in, but yeah, he got hurt, and then Jimmy G, you know, they was going along, and then he got hurt, and now Rio you know, Purdy's coming, you know, has mm-hmm. been coming on. So we'll see if, if, if can Purdy keep it up. You know, it's going to be hard to to do, but. At least right now, look, it helps you got a good defense here you know, with you. So, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah, you got uh, Christian McCaffrey as well. So, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how uh, San Francisco does the rest of the regular season. And the NFC South division is wide open. You want to know why? Because the Carolina Panthers said so. That's why. Because the Panthers upset the Seattle Seahawks in the Pacific Northwest yesterday. <clears throat> excuse me. By the score of 30 to 24. Geno Smith for Seattle. 21 to 36, 264 yards, three touchdowns and a turnover. Chuba Herbert for Carolina, 14 carries for 74 yards and a score. And Mr. Marquise Goodwin, does that name sound familiar, folks? Yes, he was on the Bears last year. He had five catches, 95 yards, and a touchdown for Seattle. DK Metcalf scored a touchdown as well for Seattle early, but Carolina jumped on Seattle's mistakes early and it proved out to be the difference in the ball game. Yeah, two early interceptions by uh, Gino, and that had did did them in there. I think one of them was uh, set up set up for a, a touchdown. So you know, I mean, look, you give Steve Wilkes and, and Carolina credit. I mean, they had a couple of win, a couple of losses that could have could have been wins that could probably lead in the division right now. And with you know uh, Tampa Bay having their issues and Atlanta, you know, their various issues. So could the Panthers perhaps maybe sneak in there and perhaps win the division? Sure, what the heck? I mean, the NFL season's been weird already, so sure, why not? But uh, yeah, I mean, why is, not? Is, why not? Right, right. I mean, look, Sam Darnold, you know, looked like he didn't skip the skip a beat after being after sitting for like the last you know five weeks. So look, I mean, you know, sure. I mean, look, Sa- you know, Seattle. I mean, they're still you know keeping they're still like in the hunt, but they're starting to kind of fall off a little bit too. So yeah, these are getting interesting there in both the a- NFC South and the NFC West outside of San Francisco. We'll get to. Uh, one team that could benefit from that in a second. Okay. And the Sunday night matchup took place at SoFi Stadium on the West Coast where the San Diego Chargers of Los Angeles, as we call them on this show, uh, the L.A. Chargers defeated the Miami Dolphins 23-17. to Justin Herbert, 39-51. 
367 yards and a touchdown. Austin Eckler, 15 carries, 45 yards and a touchdown. And Mike Williams, six catches, 116 yards and a touchdown. Lakina, we all picked Miami on Friday's show. Uh, remember I said which Chargers team, you don't know which Chargers team would show up. They actually decided to play ball last night, and they won. <laughs> what yeah. happened? <laughs> yeah, someone told me to pick the Chargers, but then I said, "Now nah, you know what? I'll I'll pick the Dolphins." You know, just because. Same here. But, same here. But 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 no, of course, you know Justin Herbert has probably one of his best games of the season, especially now that both Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are back. They could buy for over uh, two hundred receiving yards. Of course, Williams had that touchdown. It was actually their defense too that kind of. You know, helping there. Yes, they, they gave a couple of big plays. You know, there's the, the you know, Tyreek Hill uh, run that was like a fumble, you know, a little bit of like a fumble, you know, scramble. And then, you know, mm-hmm. they were able to pick it up. Hill was able to pick it up and go you know, to a touchdown. But they did just enough to kind of, you know, win that, uh, win this game. So the Chargers, you know, they're, they're back in, you know, in the thick of it for the, for one of the, as of right now, they're the seventh wild card spot in the AFC. AFC. As mm-hmm. for the Dolphins, they're starting to kind of fall off a little bit. So you look like the, the the defense really is what what's killing them at this point. Yeah, the Dolphins. Yeah, that you know we know how good the Dolphins are. Look, you know Tua Tua didn't make any big big mistakes, but it was really their defense that let them down. And that's been sort of, unfortunately that's been the case for some of their losses this year. Yep. So the Chargers they're still on the outside looking in in the playoff picture, and they basically need to win out to secure one of those uh, four. Um, sorry, one of those three wild card spots in the AFC is going to be challenging. But uh, like you said, they need to turn it around. Uh, before we get to our Monday Night Football preview between the the Cardinals and the Patriots, a shout out to our guy Lamont. Scott, again, Justin Herbert is the truth when the team is healthy. You're right, Lamont. I guarantee you this. The charge, yeah, the charge, the reason why the charges are struggling is not because of Justin Herbert, it's because injuries, especially to their defense and their old line at, at, at times. And and this has been their ugly trend through their recent history, at least over the last 10, 12 years, bad special teams at times. So you cannot blame that on Justin Herbert. He's doing his thing, but the rest of the team has to stay healthy and stay consistent if the Chargers want to get to the playoffs this year. Lakina, before we get to our quick preview of tonight's Monday night, Monday night football contest, who are your three studs first? Uh, I, of course, you know, Brock Purdy you know, for the 49ers with a nice debut. Uh, Mr. Relevant now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Philadelphia, of course, their uh, continuous success and their great performance. And uh, let's see. I guess I'll, I guess I'll go with uh, Buffalo for doing just enough to win that game against the Jets. They finally get their first division win. So, yeah, you know, they like I said, they've been they've been zero and two, you know, prior to that. So they finally win their first division game. So, uh, yeah, they they could yeah look they play they play they play the, uh, the Dolphins again. They get them at home. You know, I'm sh- I'm sure they'll be kicking themselves from that you know that first meeting. So uh, yeah, the, the hopefully mm-hmm. they can you know take control of the division. My three studs are Trevor Lawrence from Jacksonville, 368 yards and three touchdowns as Jacksonville upsets the Tennessee Titans on the road. My second stud would be Jalen Hurts, perhaps your front runner for NFL MVP for Philadelphia. He had 270 yards, two touchdown passes, and his 10th rushing touchdown of the year as the Eagles blow out the New York football Giants. And my third stud would be Mr. Justin Herbert, 39 and 51, 367 yards and a touchdown as the Chargers get back on track to beat the Dolphins 23-17. Uh, to have a record now 76 on the year and trail the Dolphins by one game for that AFC wildcard spot. 
Yeah, back to two and two for an division. I should say for Buffalo. They of course they won against uh, the Patriots on uh, last Thursday night. Uh, mm-hmm. Bonus still to the Panthers. I mean, they could build. Could they perhaps maybe sneak in to win the NFC South? Sure. Well, well, why not? So mm-hmm. you know, Jacksonville may have a chance to win the win the, uh, the AFC South. So we'll see what happens there. Now, who are your duds, Sid? Uh, the Cleveland Browns offense. I know Deshaun Watson looked good, especially in that second half, but it was too little too late as the Bengals beat the Browns 23-10. My second dud, whoever's number four, the wide receiver from the Houston Texans on that last play of the game. Uh, you have three Dallas Cowboys defenders on your left hip. Go over there, knock the ball down, and try to at least uh, attempt to catch the ball. He just stood there like, are you kidding me? How dumb are you? I'll leave it at that. For those of you that didn't see it, um, go look it up on social media via the YouTube. And my third dud, It'll be the Tennessee Titans. Uh, that was a future performance at home against your division rival. Mm-hmm. If they're not careful, they may cost them a playoff spot. Yeah, yeah, probably. So, uh, my does. Uh, I'll I'll go back to Thursday and say the Raiders. You know, just for you know, giving up uh, that lead against uh, the Rams to a guy that they literally you know, brought off the street to play their quarterback. Mm-hmm. Really, really. Uh, Trust Vegas, me, if this but, wasn't uh, Josh McDaniels' first year as head coach of the Raiders. If this was like his second or third year, he would have been fired after that. Was well, this the first time coaching though? Either so, you know that, that that's right. a whole different that's a whole different thing. Uh, the Giants, it looks like they're starting to uh, kind of not unravel. I know they've had some injury issues, but the worst time for those types of things to happen. And I'll, I'll say Seattle. I don't know what's you. Know, I know they've also had injuries, but you just got to execute better. You know, you, you, mm-hmm. you're kind of right there in that division, the a- a- NFC uh, West. Now that the, the 49ers have been you know, bouncing back for their uh, various injury issues, it's sort of a next man up mentality. So I don't know what's going on up in Seattle right now. I know uh, Pete Carroll uh, needs to you know, maybe, you know, do a little bit of soul searching there. But you've already overachieved, you know, but it is mm-hmm. what it is there. Uh, Minnesota, you need to do something to kind of tighten up your uh, your defense. Over four hundred fifty, just straight game giving up over four hundred yards total uh, yards to an opponent. That's not good if you're trying to win. Uh, win, you know, not only your well, you're winning the division because the division division is is terrible for the most part. But yeah, you, know, you can't do that if you're, especially if you're trying to go far in the playoffs. You can't be doing that. Yep. So it's going to be a chance for Minnesota, um, especially their defense down the stretch as they prepare for the playoffs. Now, Lakina, before we get to the other team in the NFC North Division, we'll give you our quick Monday Night Football preview. Uh, tonight, Monday Night Football is in Scottsdale, Glendale, Arizona, I should say, in State Farm Stadium. The 4-8 and eight Arizona Cardinals will host in 6-6 six and six New England Patriots. Lakina, I did pick the Arizona Cardinals tonight. I know New England's now a two-and-a-half point favorite. Lakina, you would think that Cliff Kingsbury will, will be more aggressive tonight. Uh, New England doesn't have that much on offense. I know Mac Jones has regressed as the year has gone on. I know he's showing his frustration right now. New England, unlike early in the year, they cannot run the football. Their defense is still active, but they've been shredded too. Arizona on the flip side, they've been inconsistent. You you would think that Arizona get that act together tonight. You, you would think, Kyler Murray, you need to lead this team. Defense needs to hold their own, and uh, it, 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 this is really a, a, a really a toss up game tonight. I know we all picked Arizona on Friday, but <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't well, know Ari- you know. Arizona's coming off a bye, and uh, of course, you know the the, the Patriots didn't play uh, haven't played since third last Thursday against the the Bills, so both these teams are going to be well, well rested. 
I know Rondell Moore, Rondell Moore is out for the uh, the Cardinals, but they really shouldn't mm-hmm. have any issues, like you just said. I mean, they should be able to, you know, get it together. Perhaps maybe look that that defense for the Patriots. I mean, they're okay, but they're not great. So they should be able. Mm-hmm. You know, I always say, give the ball to James Conner if you can, and let you know, just let let Kyler Murray go to town. And as far as their defense, I'm sure you know JJ Watt would love to get at a Patriots QB. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yes, it's not Tom Brady, but I'm sure he would love to. Try yeah. to you know, get his first you know, crack at a, any pitcher's quarterback. So I'm sure he'll be ready tonight. And there will be a Manning cast. So yeah, Peyton and Eli, you know, added you know as well. So you know, this should be an interesting game. I mean, like I said, I'm sure both teams are gonna be very rusty to say the least, mm-hmm. but I think they should pick up, but I think the Cardinals will do just enough because because they're at home. If this is a Fox Pro, I probably would have picked the uh, the Patriots, but since it's gonna be since it's in, in Arizona. I'm picking. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I picked the Cardinals, just because I think they're just a little mm-hmm. bit better, like like our girl Christine said. Yeah. So this game will be seen tonight on ESPN at seven o'clock Chicago time. ESPN two will have the Manning cast. Our guy Lamont Scott Jackson via the Facebook page he says Pete Carroll's trying to trade in his AARP card for a link card. Uh, <laughs> Pete Carroll's acting like he's fifty-seven years old. Uh, he's thirty-seven years old instead of in his late sixties. But we'll see how Seattle finishes up. Of the regular season, I know they they host the 49ers on, on Thursday night football this week, and so this is a crucial time for the Seattle Seahawks. I know both their running backs uh, are down, and that was part of the reason why they lost yesterday to Carolina. Of course, we mentioned the early turnover, Sakina, uh, for Seattle, so they they were trailing for most of that game. But we'll see what happens with the Seahawks. Real quick, Lakina, the Detroit Lions. I know they'll play the Bears at home in a couple of weeks. Spoiler alert: I'm picking Detroit for that one. <laughs> What a shock. But Detroit can become the fifth team in NFL history over the last uh, fifth team in the last five years to have a six and seven record at this point in the season to make the playoffs. Do you think they will do it? I know you had the schedule in front of them. I think they could do it. They play the Jets on Sunday, so that, that's going to be a, a tough one, especially mm-hmm. since they got to play in New on the Jersey. road. Yeah, that's going to be tough. You know, the Panthers, we'll see where they are. You know, they've got a little bit of a spring in their stuff, too. They feel like they have an outside shot of winning uh, that division. So uh, the NFC South, I mean, uh, you know, the Bears, I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll have a lot to, uh, you know, to play for in that one. And the Packers, too. I mean, look, they'll probably win that game because I'm sure, you know, they'll probably sit Aaron Rodgers and some of the, the top guys, mm-hmm. too. So, yeah, I mean, could, could they win a shot? I can see, I think they're going to go, like, maybe either two and two or three and one. I don't think they're going to go – how they're going to win out, especially with those next two they got coming up. Yeah, if you're if you're Detroit, like you said, Lakina, at worst go two and two, but I think realistically they can go three and one. Like you said, the Jets game coming up next Sunday is going to be tough. Uh, isn't that Carolina game on the road too? Yep. Okay, so as long as they can split on the road and take care of their home games in the last two weeks, uh, uh, they'll they'll be in the playoffs. Like I said, Dan Campbell, we can say what we want to about him. I know that. Uh, the HBO program Hard Knocks helped them out this year. I know they started off uh, playing hard uh, in the beginning of the season, even though the results didn't show for as far as, far as wins. But they turned it they turned it around lately, especially uh, running the football with Jamal Williams, a former Green Bay Packer, by the way. And Jared Goff hasn't made too many mistakes. You saw that again yesterday against the Vikings in that win at home. Like, well, like I said, I mean, we know that this uh, Lions team can be as consistent at times. That's just the nature of their history. So they can, I guess, mm-hmm. not so even sure. Could they, could they, could they sneak, in, sneak in sure? But like I said, I mean, it's going to be tough, though, especially those those uh, next two. But again, we'll mm-hmm. see. Our number one in the books, our number two straight ahead. The Bulls have an up and down uh, weekend. 
feeling. You don't yeah. say. <laughs> well, look, I've got a feeling I'm going to have to uh, 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 tell uh, Bulls Twitter where to stick it again. So I think I'm going to have to do uh -oh. that. So <laughs> also, too, we'll talk, we'll talk some uh, college who's our first time uh, this year. And of course, yo, shout out to the newest Heisman Trophy winner. And we'll talk a little bit of hockey as well. The King of McGee said, oh, of course, old school TV Monday. I got to see. Mm -hmm. well, we'll see what uh, what show Sid's Sid got up his sleeve for today. Lakita McGee, Sydney Brown, Second C Sports on Sports of Chicago. Hour number two coming up right after this. Do you know that you're in my lane? No, not at all. Are you not paying attention? Are you texting? I was just checking in with my mom. I was telling her that I thought we'd be home by six. It's okay. There's enough time. Just pay attention. I'm not even halfway through my text. There's no way. I'm not even going to look up. My babies are in the car. You have to pay attention. It's just supposed to be a quick text. I'm so sorry. Hi, I'm Tom Brady, the director of DODEA. September is National Suicide Prevention and Awareness Month. The simple act of reaching out and caring for those in our communities is something we all can do. Just being there for someone you care about can be a tremendous first step in getting them access to confidential resources and support that they need. It only takes one person and one small act and one minute to make a difference. Let's make a difference. Welcome back to Second City Sports. We're in hour number two. We're live in the living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss Lakeem McGee, which is she. I am Sydney Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. 
Once again, it's CK80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. S-I-D-K-I-D-80. You follow me at Keenan again on the Twitter and at Keenan again on the IG. We have less than an hour left of this extravagance we call a Sports Talk Radio Show. You have any questions or comments for us, especially during our next uh, topic, who is, I'm sure is, I know is going to get heated for sure. You can hit us up in the comments section at Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. And just a daily reminder, you can now catch Sports Zone Chicago available on Roku TV. I'm sorry, I was fading in out there for a second. But uh, yeah, so let, let's talk some uh, NBA. Uh, a mixed bag for the Bulls. Uh, you know, this weekend, of course, you know, they hammered the mask. Okay, yes, I get it. They didn't have Luca. Okay. And Max Kyber, who was one of their uh top defensive guys, you know, for the Mavs, you know, he was out mm-hmm. as well. We can thank uh Giannis and them for that one. We'll get to that game, you know, that, that game against uh that that Mavs uh Bucks game in a second. Now, of course, you know, in Atlanta, this is like the third or fourth time these teams have been to uh been to overtime this season. They were down, mm-hmm. I think, eight in the second half. And then, you know, they, they were, you know, there was a foul called on shooting and the act of shooting, you know, on DeMar. DeMar, you know, hit three three throws. You know, I don't know how they got, you know, 0.5 left back on the clock. That's a whole different conversation. Um, but, yeah, A.J. Griffin, who I think did this, did this once already. Again, I, I forgot who he did it against, but, you know, he got in there and, of course, you know, hit that uh, game winner. You know, that was a tough a tough loss for the Bulls. Now, say, I'm going to let you go first because I got my piece to say, and I don't want to interrupt you. So. <laughs> yes, give Atlanta Hawks credit for that win last night. That was a great play, and, and, and they deserved it. The Bulls, in my opinion, lost the game on a couple of scenarios. One, the second quarter where they just got outplayed and they were down big at halftime. Now, give them credit for battling back in the second half to tie the game. Uh, to tie the game, and which they should have won, which brings up my second point. Derrick Jones Jr., brother, give me two free throws. He had a chance to win the game. You hit the first one. No problem. The second one, I don't know what happened, but you should have hit that one. Even though the Bulls didn't play well through 48 minutes, you have gotten out of Atlanta with the win, okay? That's point number two. Also, point number two in B, uh, before those Derrick Jones uh, free throws, DeMar DeRozan, that should have been a foul call. I know many no, it, Bulls fans will want him to get those superstar calls. I don't know why it's not happening, but it was a 50-50 shot at best where he got fouled or not. If the rest would have bone the whistle, obviously, as a Bulls fan, you'll surely would have been happy, but I think that still should have been a foul call. That's number two. Number three, Zach Levine, beginning of overtime, Lakina. He had two bad shots where the Hawks were leading by three already, I believe. And he, in his first two shots in overtime, they were bad three-point shots. Now, I thought that once the Hawks went up by four, that uh, Billy Donovan was going to call timeout. He did not. Now, great job by Zach Levine on the next two possessions. He called the Hawks' defense off guard, and he made two slam dunks. I said on that second jump shot, Lakina, you think at times I think Zach Levine is impatient the way the offense is ran. And so he took that three-point shot. I'm talking about the second jump shot, which barely made rim. But this is what you get with Zach Levine. I thought he should have been more aggressive, especially in overtime, where those two dunks that he did on those next two possessions, great. But one of those jump shots should have been a slam dunk as well, and you would have given your team a better chance to win. Number three, I don't know if you saw watch Bulls Pulse game live last night on NBC Sports Chicago. I thought – that Kendall Gill uh, brought up a great point as far as that last play of the game that which A.J. Griffin won. They should have ran zone. 
Now, if you notice, Lakina, who was the inbounds passer before Atlanta called that last time out? Trey Young. You knew that Trey Young said one of the worst passers in the inbounds on, on the inbounds. Nick McMillan, great job for uh, exposing the Bulls' coverage defensively. The Atlanta Hawks took a took their last time out. They put a different guy there. Now, the Bulls, if they would have played zone like Kendall Gill said, uh, it would have been more difficult for Atlanta to get off that last shot. Basically, we all everybody knew what Atlanta was going to do as far as passing at the ball at the rim with 0.5 ticks on the clock. Now, if you would have played zone, you would have got two guys at the basket and you would have uh, held on to a win. I know you didn't want to give up a foul there, but you would have had two guys at the rim and you would have won the game. I would have backed off Vucevic and had him go guard the basket and you would have been okay. But uh, those those are three things that, that, uh, that I took away from last night's loss with Chicago. Here's, here's what I would counter that when I hear people say that. You're taking your chance of have someone getting fouled. Remember, if someone gets fouled, rather was bogged and you got fouled, shooting a three of all things. If Griffin would have you know, got it off, but he would have been hacked. They would have called that. So I, I I disagree with when folks say, you know, they should have played zone. Okay, number one. Number two, some people said that Drummond should have been out there. Drummond's not exactly a rim protector. So that that, that whole thing about him, you know, would, would he have done a better job, you know, controlling Griffin than uh, Derek Jones Jr.? Maybe so. I mean, maybe the veteran president of mine are kind of like, no, no, you know what? No, no, you're not. Maybe doing one of these, he probably would have said, all right, no, no, you're not getting this ball. No, 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 you're not. And who would say that that Trey Young would not have gotten, uh, I don't know who that was. I don't know if that was uh, Terry or Capella, but you know, I don't know who, you know, who's to say that, you know, young, you know, Trey Young would have gotten that ball and he would have shot the ball from there. And then you would have, people would have had different issues with that too. So that's another thing I have an issue with that as well. Everybody meaning these arm, armchair uh, coaches. I think it's just, you know, silly to say that, oh, well, you know, if they had done this, this, and this. Hit your free throws, Derek Jones Jr. You're, you're 80, like, what, 82% your know, free throw shooting. Which is you pretty hit, good. Yeah, especially in today's NBA. For yeah. Guy, for a big guy, especially. So mm-hmm. you should have hit that second, second free throw. We wouldn't be having this conversation. You just hit your second free throw. You would have went away with the win. You would have had a three game, a nice three game uh, winning streak. You'd be you know, gearing up for your game on Wednesday against the Knicks. You'll be on ESPN. Cool. That would have been fine. Also, too, remember, like you said, that that second quarter, that second quarter really mm-hmm. killed them. And look, to their credit, though, they, look, they got back. They made a game. You got back and forth and such. Great. You know, that, that's awesome. You know, you, you get sort, you get outscored by 13. That's yeah, now look to their credit, they're able to get back. So there are multiple reasons why the Bulls should should you know lost that game. Not just that one play and such, which I'm sure folk teams are going to be looking at that now because this is the second time they've done that this year. I'm talking about Atlanta. So mm-hmm. same play, AJ Griffin, of course. He of course is that Adrian. You know, I don't think he did that. He might do that a couple of times too when he played in the NBA. But you know, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, look, I think people need to get their heads out of their out of their, you know what's about this, and you know, let's go to that game against Dallas. Yes, I know Luca didn't play, blah, blah, blah. But look, you did what you're supposed to when the team is out their best player. You jump on there early. Yeah, they had a, a rough second quarter, uh, first quarter. You know, they, they only uh, were up by 10. But, you know, once you know they made the adjustments, they were able to catch up. They got it back going, and they really didn't look back after that. So that's the kind of win you want if you're a Bulls fan. So for anybody who didn't bother to tweet during that game, Again, wanted to tweet during this whole game yesterday, and think they had a lot to say about that. Bulls Twitter, you can go, you can you can go uh, pound sand. That's all I'm gonna say about that. So let, let let okay. Do you have anything else to say about any either one of these games before we go to the, uh, the mm-hmm. NBA? 
I do. I do. Okay. First, we, we had to give a reminder. Uh, Bulls fans, if you would like to comment on what Lakina said, you can always hit us up at Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comment section. She'll get them up on the screen for you if she's feeling okay after what she just said. But uh, I want to point out uh, Nikolai Vucevic. I know he has scored 13 points in yesterday's loss against Atlanta. I know he scored 20 on Saturday in that win against Dallas. Uh, now I'm not going to be one of those people like we said last year that he's going to. He's I know he's sometimes he's the Bulls' Twitter whipping boy, but I thought that Will Purdue on last night's post game show on NBC Sports Chicago brought up a great point. In our morning guy Sean Sierra from Sean and Mai in the morning uh, brought this up last year, and he's continued to harp on this point this year. And I'm going to jump on their bandwagon. Why not give Vucevic the ball in the post more? No, he's not going to score every time. And I thought that Will Purdue pointed this out last night as well. You notice when Vucevic has the ball in the post, you notice there's more this year than last year. He's seeing double teams, and he's tall enough out there to see the double team. When you see when you see the double team, you usually make the right play. And we didn't see that in last night's game. You saw it a little bit in Saturday night's game. Of course, Dallas was depleted. But you notice we talked about it early in the season, Lakina. Vucevic is, is, is in better shape. Uh, he's demanded the ball more in the post. You notice his confidence has risen. You notice he, he's not taking those uh, outside three-pointers as much as he did uh, last year. And so Will Purdue's point was you got to uh, – Bruce has to go and tell his teammates, which is Zach DeMar, whoever, and to demand the ball in the post. And once your offense runs through Vucevic, and the rest of your offense is okay. Because remember, we talked about this before, like, you know, whenever Zach and DeMar get off, the rest of the team stands around. You do not win many games in this league when you have one guy carrying your, your team. The ball has to move. And you notice the ball moves when the when Vucevic has it, especially in the post. And, and, the, and the rest of the team has better opportunities to get off better shots. But when Vucevic does, does not have the ball in the post, that, that ball's office is stagnant. Well, well, yeah, no, the whole thing with that, I mean, he had a couple of missed shots uh, last night. So I think that's sort of you know, didn't help him there. But it's also, too, the other turnovers. I think 18 turnovers for the Bulls. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is when you miss uh, Caruso because there were a couple, a couple of turnovers. Yes. Oh, that was going to be my next really, point. Yeah, they missed really, them last were night. really yeah. bad. The, the, some of those turnovers were really bad, I think. You know, again, Kobe, you know, uh, got a, a ball off his foot, you know, a couple of times. And this is when you don't you miss, you know, Caruso. Hopefully he'll be able to – they are off for a couple of days, so hopefully they'll be able to, he'll be able to play against mm-hmm. you guys know, at Bulls. But the Bulls play the Knicks on Wednesday. But uh, that's another thing that, that, that you know, detoured them as well. I mean, you can't really have these type of turnovers against – especially against a team like Atlanta that will make it pay. So, you know, yes, folks, feel free to comment if you uh, – if, you know, how you feel about the Bulls season thus far. You know, I can't guarantee that I may have a counterpoint to, to that if you disagree, but, you know, <laughs> but look, it is what it is there. But uh, yeah, so look, I mean, you know, one and one, the Bulls are you know back at 11 and 15. You know, the Hawks are really, you know, they're not blowing anybody out either. They're 14 and 13. So they're, they're, they're missing Deontay Murray. Yeah. So, you know, that they're, they're struggling, you know, uh, you know, at five, you know, near or at 500. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're not really running away with anything either. So let's talk about the rest of the NBA because I wanted, like I said, I wanted to get to these games. So this is Second City Sports. On Sports on Chicago, Keenan McGee and Cindy Brown with you talking Bulls. Now we're going to the rest of the NB- NBA. Of course, we always go backwards here. Not not literally, but, you know, just for, uh, for, for scheduling purposes, we go backwards. Uh, going into mm, sticking with uh, yesterday's games, Sunday's games. 
you know, some pretty interesting results here. You got uh, the Pelicans beat the Suns 129-124 in overtime. Uh, Zion once again leading the way there for the Pels with 35 points. And, you know, unfortunately for uh, the Suns, they've been kind of, you know, sort of, you know, staggering a little bit, you know, themselves. So, but, you know, again, Zion, I think making the case for, you know, uh, comeback player of the year. Again, if he stays healthy, that's going to be the thing with uh, Zion. He has to stay healthy in order if the Pelicans want to take that next step. And also, too, you can sneak his name in as, as far as Dark Horse for MVP as well. Like, yeah, did you check out his post-game comments after Friday night's game when they beat the beat the Suns the first time? Of course, they swept the two-game weekend series. Did you check, check out his post-game uh, comments on uh, after Friday's game? He, he referenced... Uh, after that 360 done, which some of the Suns players were upset because the game was already in hand. Zion referenced the playoff loss that the Pelicans had to the Suns in last year's first round of playoffs last year. And of course, Zion was injured that whole year. He said, uh, I was with my brother sitting on the bench and we didn't like that. He, he said, I expect them to do the same thing if they had the opportunity. But basically, he, he didn't apologize for it. And nor should he. That's just me. I mean, no, I mean, it's it's fine. I mean, like I know some people mm-hmm. say, well, that wasn't you know very nice, but like I you know they they did that all the time, you know, back in the eighties and nineties. So it's not like exactly you know, this, isn't, this isn't like the first time someone's done that. So I, I think people need to just you know you know, get off your high horses and you know try kind of chill on that. You're only just mad because it happened against your team. It, I'm mm-hmm. sure if DeAndre Aiden would have done it or Devin Booker would have done that, or had, or he if he had hit a three, you know that that they didn't really need, you know mm-hmm. you would have been okay with that. So, but then of course Zion did it was a dunk. Everyone's making a big deal of it, but. You know, it is what it is. Uh, Philadelphia got a, a nice win against the Hornets, a much needed one, too. Uh, Joel and B led the way with, a, I believe, it's a ties a season high for him, uh, 50, 53 points uh, for him, mm-hmm. as they desperately needed the, that one after, especially after uh, some, you know, but we'll get to that game in a second against the Lakers. That was an interesting uh, uh, game there. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. a ni- nice showing there for uh, for the Sixers. Yeah, as we talked about on our last show, Lakina, Philadelphia is starting to get some healthy bodies back, minus Tyrese Maxi Hovey. He'll be back soon. But you have James Harden, who's now back. Uh, Joel and B has stayed healthy so far this year. And you can sneak his name in as far as MVP candidates as well. He, he Like you said, he dominated last night with 53 points. Michael Jordan, uh, Charlotte Hornets, uh, looks like they'll be tanking for the lottery this year. You forget about the play-in. <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely. Uh uh, Milwaukee loses to Houston 97-92. Jalen Green had uh, led the way uh, for the Rockets with 30 points. So, you know, I mean, look, it happens. Look, you know, these, you know, Houston, you know, sneaks up on teams sometimes. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't be too hard if you're a, a Bucks fan. Uh, yeah, we'll be remiss if we didn't say uh, peace and love to the pilot, Paul, yeah, Paul Silas Paul family. Silas, yeah. yeah, Paul Silas, who passed away yesterday at the age of 79. Of course, he was LeBron James's first uh, professional head coach in the NBA when he coached the Cleveland Cavaliers. Of course, he won a, a couple of championships with the Boston Celtics as a player. Of course, his son, Stephen Silas, who was the current head coach of the Rockets, he stepped away yesterday and for obvious reasons uh, because of his father passing away. John Lucas uh, was the interim coach for uh, of, you know, for the Rockets for that game last night, uh, I saw the final few seconds of that game. You could tell uh, that he was uh, that John Lucas was fired up, and so was the players. So, in the Houston Rockets, they have a young, talented team. Uh, they're not where they want to be yet, but they played hard uh, for John Lucas, and of course, it was uh, in, in honor of uh, 
of their head coach, Steven Silas, whose father, I mentioned, passed away. They played hard last night. They got the best of the Milwaukee Bucks at home. It was a very uh, emotional and nice moment for the Houston Rockets last night. As they get the win over the Milwaukee Bucks, as Lakina mentioned, 97 to 92. Running down some of the other key games from yesterday, the Los Angeles Lakers beat the Detroit Pistons 124 to 117. As the Lakers continue their uh, East Coast road trip, they they lost a heartbreaker heartbreaker at Philadelphia on Friday night, only scoring two points in overtime. But they rebounded nicely with a with a big win at Detroit yesterday. Yeah, they definitely needed that after that loss to um, Philadelphia and. I saw that game and I thought, oh, I, I turned away from it. I thought, oh, that was going to be it for them. But then they forced it to overtime and they only scored two points in overtime. Mm-hmm. So, you know, of course, it's like, that's like a season in a nutshell pretty much. So Yeah. But, but give them credit. They've been playing much better lately. Hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah, that, that that's awesome to uh, see. I wanted to go to that Brooklyn game. Uh, yeah, they beat it. Yeah, right we didn't talk one, about that yet. Go ahead. Yeah, 121-16. Uh, basically uh, shorthanded pretty much of uh, the – that a whole net squad, of course. I believe I think what Katie was the only one that that really played. I think everyone, you know, it's basically you know Kyrie had thirty three, and of course you know Katie had thirty four. So a nice a nice showing by uh, the Nets. They're starting to kind of get their act together finally. Yeah, and they beat the Pacers on Saturday, one thirty six to one thirty three. So Jacques Vaughn, give him credit for turning this situation around after the firing of Steve Nash. And the, this Nets team is starting to play better defensively. Like I say, Kevin Durant, Lakina is starting to play well. Kyrie Irving, after all the madness off the court, uh, he's starting to play well. So uh, this Brooklyn's next team uh, it could be a contender in the, uh, for the Eastern Conference, not just to get out the East, perhaps uh, go to the NBA Finals. So we'll see what happens there. Now, uh, the Los Angeles Clippers, uh, they're winding up their East Coast road trip uh, on, on Saturday. They uh, watched some of the, this game live via this computer screen. They get an important 114 to 107 win over the Washington Wizards. John Wall, now a member of the Clippers, made his return to our nation's capital. He did a couple crossover moves, got the crowd excited. But Nicholas Batum was three of five from three point land. He had all three pointers, all three of his three points in that fourth quarter to pull away. Uh, for the for, as the Clippers were pulling away from the Wizards, Paul George looked good, Kawhi Leonard looked good too. But it was an all around team win for the Clippers as they try to uh, get back into contention. So, start hopefully, they're starting to get back yeah. bodies back he- healthy. Yeah, hopefully, that means that we can get this more consistently from the Clippers, you know, these all around team yes. wins. And I know they're a little, man- they're a little managing Kawhi and PG too, will probably still take off a couple of games here and there, but. You know, I think this is definitely a win that they, they really needed, especially since they hadn't been playing very well during this road trip. So I know Wall Wall wanted to put on the show for his uh you know his compadres, you know, with the with the Wizards. Mm-hmm. So that's showing, but they want to go back to that Brooklyn game for a second against the Pacers. They were basically shorthanded. I mean, you know, KD and uh, Ben Simmons took the uh took the night off with of course the second back to back. Cam mm-hmm. Thomas had a, a career high thirty. Three, so they were able to uh, pull off the big upset. Some people thought that maybe you know the the Pacers were able to take advantage of it, but you know some of the utility guys for the Nets said, "Oh no 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 no, you're not you're not getting us." Yep, as I mentioned before, you know, as it looks like Brooklyn's starting to uh, get back on track, and one team that they're trailing in that Atlantic Division is the Boston Celtics. From the ABC Saturday night game of the week in a rematch of last year's NBA Finals, the Warriors get the best of the Boston Celtics at the new Chase Center, 123-107. to 107. Seth Curry, Clay Thompson, Lakina, they were the difference makers for the Golden State Warriors, period, end of story. I know Boston made a couple of runs, but it was too much hot shooting on the flip side for the Warriors. Yeah, the Warriors now 4-0 and against initial rematches against 
uh, finals opponents that they beat. They've won those games by an average of 10, almost 11 points. They're still a perfect 14-0 in the regular season when both Clay and Steph score 30. So uh, this is what you like to see if you're the Warriors. So hopefully mm-hmm. this will be a nice show. I actually watched a little bit of this game. And, you know, I actually turned away from it, especially after the Warriors started pulling away from the Celtics. Yeah. <laughs> so then it was basically over and done with it by the, like, halfway through the fourth. So especially once uh, both Steph Eggley hit those big threes. I know uh, Draymond mm-hmm. hit a big shot as well. So this definitely, you know, things are starting to t- turn around a little bit for the Warriors. So, you know, if you're if you're a Warriors fan, you got to be feeling pretty good right now. Yep. A couple other uh, scores to, uh, uh, to to review from Saturday's contest. The Trailblazers hang on to be the injury of riddle Minnesota Timberwolves team, 124 to 118. Damian Lillard made his return to the lineup. He looked good. Mm-hmm. Anthony Simons is starting to play well. Jeremy Grant is making a big difference for that Portland squad right now. And then mm-hmm. on the flip side for the Denver Nuggets, uh, they held on for a 115-110 win over the Utah Jazz. Looks like Denver is trying to uh, get get their game back but jamal murray looks good nicole Jokic is still still one of the best young big men in the league but those two teams the different nuggets in the portland trade places are looking to uh turn their series around but yeah. they, they haven't been they've been struggling here lately but both of these teams have been good but both of, both of these uh teams are trying to establish themselves especially portland now we're getting dame dollar back yeah, I think that should help uh, having him back. But yeah, I mean, the, the, the other guys, you know, Grant and Simons have been you know, very solid for Portland. So they've been kind of holding out of four while he's been in and out of the line. About going back to Jokic for a second, um, Jokic had what, 31, 31 points, you know, 12 uh, boards and 14 assists. And, you know, he had, he had four blocks. I think that's the, what the, he's a fifth player assist block started. You know, being tracked back at 73, 74 to have multiple games with a 30 point uh, triple double with at least four blocks. He joins LeBron as the only other players to do so over the last 25 years. So, uh, mm-hmm. the back to back MVP, I don't know if he'll, I don't know if he'll win it again. I think people might be, you know, I don't want to say they're sick of uh, Jokic, but I think they want to get somebody different to win. That's usually how the voters' mindset yeah. works. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, he's made it, you know, a nice you know, little uh, case for it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I think that we'll see. I think that we'll see how the Nuggets end the, the Blazers. Two teams to look out to look out for as we get into uh, the new year. Yeah, and a couple of the scores from from Friday's action. Of course, uh, the late uh, the late game from ESPN from Friday. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks uh, lose to the Milwaukee Bucks, one hundred six to one hundred five. Dallas started to pull the, pull away. They were leading by double digits, but as you mentioned, again, we'll talk about it on the flip side. Uh, where I heard you on another outlet, we'll get to that on other on the flip side. But uh, Luka Doncic led the way for Dallas once again. They were leading by double digits. Everybody's feeling good. They were at home. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Milwaukee Bucks said, "No, uh, you don't have enough to, do. you don't have enough to close mm-hmm. us out." And so Giannis and the boys uh, came back strong and pulled out a one-point victory. And uh, the Utah Jazz uh, had a bad weekend. They lose to the injury-riddled Minnesota Timberwolves team, one eighteen to one oh eight. And the Sacramento Kings quietly, Lakina, uh, they still above five hundred. A few games above five hundred, to say the least. Uh, they beat the Cleveland Cavaliers on Friday, one oh six to ninety five. Yep, so uh, some great scores going on this weekend in the NBA. As we go into uh, this week's uh, games, you know, some good ones here tonight. You got Miami, Indiana at 6 o'clock. You got Brooklyn and Washington at 6. We'll see. I think Bradley Bill's supposed to be back for that game. Uh, yeah, Washington missed him on Saturday against the Clippers. Yep, Atlanta and uh, Memphis. That's the first game of the NBA TV doubleheader. OKC and, and Dallas, I should say. Cleveland and San Antonio. Minnesota and Portland and Boston and and 
LA, the Clippers are back at home. I know they'll be happy about that. That should be a fun one mm-hmm. there. That second game, the NBA TV doubleheader at 930. Going to tomorrow's schedule, which is Tuesday, for those of you listening back on our replay on Warren Anchor. The Sacramento Kings will continue their East Coast road trip. They'll visit the Philadelphia 76ers. That's at 6 o'clock. The first game of that TNT Tuesday night doubleheader at 6.30. We'll have Golden State and Milwaukee. That should be fun. Uh, mm-hmm. Some people think that this should be this year's finals matchup. We'll see about that. At 7 o'clock, we'll have Phoenix visiting Houston. At 8 o'clock, we'll have New Orleans facing Utah. That should be a fun one. Which team is going to score 140 points first? <laughs> we'll see what happens out there. And at 9 o'clock on Tuesday, the second game of that TNT doubleheader, the Boston Celtics and the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, yeah, the Boston will have to go anywhere, so that, that's always an uh, interesting yeah. thing. Yeah, <laughs> back-to-back games in the city of angels. Yeah, the Clippers and uh, Lakers have to face them back-to-back, so mm-hmm. they don't have to go anywhere. That's always uh, – just got to stay where you're at. Uh you know, going to Wednesday, you got Detroit and Charlotte, Golden State, Indiana at 6 o'clock. That should be an intriguing one. Atlanta and Orlando, Sacramento and Toronto. That should be a, a fun one. Of course, uh, the Knicks and Bulls. That'll be the first game of the uh, ESPN Wednesday night doubleheader. Yeah, and that's got- an early start time at 6.30, yeah. folks. Night, 7 o'clock, 6.30. Uh, so yeah, get there well, early. Get well, it yeah, to well, UC early. Well, yeah, I guess mm, I guess it's better than 8.30 start, I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Miami and uh, OKC and Houston and San Antonio at 7 o'clock. And rounding out the Thursday, the Wednesday schedule, Cleveland at Dallas at 8 o'clock. Why are you starting a Wednesday game in the Central Time Zone at 8 o'clock? I don't know. But <laughs> anyway, uh, Washington <laughs> will visit NBA. Denver. Yeah, Washington will visit Denver at 8 o'clock. And the second game of that Wednesday night doubleheader for ESPN will have Minnesota at L.A. as the, as the Timberwolves will host the Clippers. Remember, too, we've had Bulls games here that start at 8.30, remember, Sid? So this isn't yeah, a, I know, new, I know. This is a new thing. But uh, and Of yeah. course, last year they had the Nets and the Bulls starting at 9 o'clock, 9 o'clock. in Chicago yep. local time. That yeah. made no sense. But No, that didn't anyway. make any sense. <laughs> anyway, going to uh, Thursday, you got Miami and Houston. And you got Milwaukee and Memphis. You know, that should be a fun one. Giannis versus Ja. That's the first game of the NBA TV doubleheader at 7 o'clock. And rounding out the Thursday schedule at eight o'clock, we'll have New Orleans and the Jazz again. No, folks, we, we did not repeat ourselves. No, it's, <laughs> it's not a typo. Yeah, back. yeah, we got to talk about this uh, as a separate topic down the line. Like, you know, why the NBA is doing this? I I, I like it things spread be, it out. It could be a travel thing, maybe, maybe because you know there's still the you know, COVID still around. I guess maybe they do it more for travel purposes. I guess I don't know. But anywho, and wrapping up that Thursday night uh, schedule, the second game of that NBA TV doubleheader for Thursday, we'll have the Phoenix Suns visiting the Los Angeles Clippers. And that's your schedule for this week in the National Basketball Association. All right, Sid. So we got a, a quick break. You know, one more segment left. Of course, we got a new Heisman Trophy winner. We're mm-hmm. going to talk a little bit of hockey, maybe some college hoops as well. Also, too, some old school TV Monday. And I know Sid probably has something interesting uh, planned for that one. You have to you know, tune in to find out because I don't know myself. <laughs> you know, <the> <laughs> and Cindy, that's the way I like it. <laughs> Cindy, Brown, Cindy Brown, the Kenny McGee, Second City Sports, on Sports of Chicago. We're wrapping things up right after this. This year, my mom got me the perfect bag for back to school. These colorful binders help me stay organized. These headphones are just what I need for studying. These new sneakers are just what I need for the new year. This jacket is a real must-have. My parents got me the skateboard I wanted. It's pretty cool. 
These scissors really come in handy in art class. These colored pencils, too. These new socks, they can be a real lifesaver. I finally got my own phone to stay in touch with my mom. Trisha's having a sleepover tonight. Can I go? I wonder about Lucy's friends. What should I say? I know you're only 10, but one of these days a friend will offer you a drink. And alcohol at your age can lead to so many things. None of them good. So can I go to the sleepover? Lucy, I want you to promise me something. I finished my homework. <laughs> Bigger promise. If there's any drinking, I want you to say, no thanks, not my thing. Mom. I promise you, your real friends won't care. Deal? Sure. Really? I promise, Mom. They really do hear you. Did you pack your toothbrush? For tips on how to start the talk, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. A public service message from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Welcome back to our last segment of the show for today for this uh, Monday edition of Second City Sports. We're live in Living Color right here or Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss LaKeem McGee, which is she. I am Cindy Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow your Shirley on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, it's CK80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. You can follow McKeem McGee on the Twitter and McKeem McGee on the IG. We have less than a half hour left of this extravaganza. We call it Sports Talk Radio Show. If you want to hit us up in the comments section, you can always do so at Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page and at Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Before we continue, Lakina, I teased it before the break. Uh, I heard you as a guest on the Fundamental Sports Show. That's out of WVON AM 1690 in Chicago. I know you didn't promote it uh, on our last show, but uh, you did a great job as a guest. 
with our good friends of, of the show, Mr. Titus uh, uh, T.W. Williams and DJ Turbine. Uh, uh, you talked everything from Brittany Griner to uh, the Bulls. I think you talked a little bit of Bears as well. They held you over for over now. You should have been the, the permanent co-host of the show. I, I know. It, well, it was weird because um, Titus had called me. It, it, well, the reason why I didn't promote it because it was literally it came out of nowhere. It was like literally 10 minutes before they were about to I was about to come on. Okay. And, you know, okay. Ty, I got a call from Sometimes Titus these things saying, happen. Just let you know. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. And like, Ty, yeah. And then Ty, I was, I was watching uh, the Bucks uh, Mavs game. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was, yeah, then I got a call from Titus. Hey, hey, you want to come on? And I'm like, sure. Why not? And of course, you know, the grinder, we never, we didn't talk about the, uh, the, the, the big, the, the Brittany grinder uh, thing. We, we won't really get too much into it. We talked about mm-hmm. basically, you know, some people, you know, throwing fits about, you know, why was she, you know, released and some of the others didn't, you know, blah, 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 and such. But I'm glad that, you know, other th- people have kind of been called out on that. So, but we'll save it here. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, we talked about, you know, Bears. I know uh, our buddy Arturo, you know, DJ Turbine, you know, was a little mm-hmm. bit, uh, per- he was still upset about the Bears, even though they didn't play this week. <laughs> I told him, I told him, <laughs> we, we, we all told him, we all told him, like, you know, relax him, you know. You don't have to you don't have to watch a Bears game. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, watch other NFL football. It's much better than what's going on here right now outside oh, of heck Justin yeah. Fields. <laughs> okay, exactly. So uh yeah, we talked some Bulls too. I mean, you know, we, we said the same thing about the Bulls. You know, I, I said they said the same thing there as well. So, you know, he's you know, I know uh you know Titus, I know he's you know, he's he's he's, he's the Bulls will get to get to the playoffs. I agree with him. I think they will. I think, mm-hmm. you know, you know, I think, you know, certain teams may, you know, fall off a little bit as we get, you know, more and more into the season. So we'll see what happens there. But yeah, it was a great time. I mean, like I said, I was there for almost an hour. So, you know, <laughs> that was a, that was a little bit weird, but uh, yeah, I mean, it actually worked out. It actually worked out. So it, it, it was fine. Yeah. So support our guys, the fundamentals, DJ Turbine and Titus T. Dell Williams every Friday night, the fundamental sports talk show on WVON AM 1690 in Chicago. Well, I don't get VOA in Chicago, said outside Chicago. How can I listen to it outside Chicago? Download that free iHeart Radio app. Just type in WVOA in Chicago. You can listen to it right there. So every Friday night from 9 p.m. to 12 midnight Central Standard Time, listen to the Fundamental Sports Show right here on VOA. They get they bring on amazing guests like us and other folks from around the sports industry, both locally and nationally. So uh, check them out. Uh, they really give you what's going on uh, yep. there. Now, Lakina, let's talk some college football. The Heisman Trophy. It wasn't a surprise. Caleb Williams, the star quarterback out of USC, uh, he's your winner of, of the award. Lakina, uh, I know USC wants to prepare to go into the college football playoff. Obviously, that's not happening for them uh, losing in, in their Pac-12 title game to Utah because they don't have any defense. But uh, I, I digress from that. Congratulations to Mr. Williams for winning the award. Yeah, if you saw his speech, I think he even said that, you know, of course, three other the three other guys that, you know, was his fellow finalists. So, you mm-hmm. know, Sessa Bennett, Bennett from Georgia, Max Duggan from TCU, and uh, C.J. Stroud from uh, Ohio State. Mm-hmm. You know, he basically said, hey, they're going to the playoff. I'm just, you know, I, I won the yeah. war, but they're going to the playoff. So, I'm glad he already said, well, he's coming back anyway because he's only a, a sophomore. I think he's a redshirt <laughs> sophomore, but he already he did say he's going to come back. So, you know, tell, look, help help your coach find some defensive guys. You'll, you'll be You'll be okay. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure you got a lot of you know, guys out there in California in the, in the junior colleges, Orange Coach College, some of the other co- junior colleges that got out there. So you should be able to get that with no problem. But yeah, <clears throat> look, I mean, had it not been for that uh, thing, that thing with Utah and such, I'm sure he would have been going to the playoffs right now. Talk about uh, Caleb Williams. So 
look a, a nice look a, a nice win for him. You know, I know he wants. You know, it's not how he wanted to finish. It's, and look, they still got a bowl game, so they can still they can still finish strong in their bowl game. You know, maybe not the bowl game that they wanted, but you know, they're playing a really good uh, New Year's Six game. So it, it's you know, it's really not you know a bad way that they can still finish strong in the in, yeah. and such. So. And also, too, uh, this is actually Lincoln Riley's third, uh, you know, QB is coach. Of course, you know, kind of, Mur- you know, kind of Murray he did a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Also, too, uh, Baker Mayfield he did in 2017. That was his first year at Oklahoma. So, you know, nice, nice show by Lincoln Riley. Now, just, just recruit the defense. He'll be fine because that's going to go to the Big yeah. Ten in a couple of years. Just saying. Yeah, I know, Lakeen, you said Cameron <clears throat> Williams will be back next year. But like you said, that Lincoln Riley, he's done a nice job at USC. He has USC is back as far as being on the map as far as football, college football for the city of Los Angeles. I think he's he's got to use that uh, that that uh, the LA backdrop to an advantage. You saw what B. Carroll did nearly twenty years ago, and you saw uh, USC was back on the national prominence like they were in in previous years long ago. But Lincoln Riley, like you said. Uh, the defense, they got to get better on defense. Like I said, Williams is back next year. So uh, I know some people say they overachieved a little bit this, this year. Yeah, to a degree. But you see the template of what it takes to get into the college football player now go recruit the players to uh, to get it done. Mm, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's fine. Like, I know that uh... – I know some USC fans are disappointed, but like like we said, I mean, they basically play with house money. So the fact they even got to uh, the Pac-12 championship game, you know, was a big thing anyway. So you know, you'll you'll take that. But yeah, hopefully they'll look. He's you you, you see that uh, you know in, in Kale's uh, speech, he's hungry to do it and come back and do it again next year. But also mm-hmm. go into the playoff and win a Pac-12 championship. So you know, you got something to strive for for next year. Yep, you're listening to Second City Sports or Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. As we wrap up here, uh, and this is our, our Carl, our grab back segment. Uh, this is our last segment for today for the Monday edition of Second City Sports. Lakina, yours truly will start to get into college basketball. I'll admit now, uh, since the college uh, regular season is over, I know the bowl, the bowl games start later on this week. But usually around this time, college basketball uh, uh, has some uh, interconference matchups that people like your Shirley will uh, will be watching to get us up, to get themselves interested because you know, in usually in the month of January, you have your conference play conference play with with a with a start already. But it looks like a couple of teams are starting to separate themselves, establish themselves early. I did check out North Carolina over over the weekend a little bit. Illinois is still going to be right there. They had a good win followed by a bad loss. Uh, what's going on in college hoops? Yeah, I mean, of course they would come back and beat Texas, but then lose to Penn State. I'm talking about Illinois, so yeah, yeah. of course they probably would uh, <clears throat> would do that. You know, Purdue is you now number one; they're undefeated. I don't think anybody thought that they would be undefeated. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's supposed to have been a rebuilding year for uh, Mac Painter, so yeah, <clears throat> with Ivy you know, being out in the NBA as such, but they've had a lot of their uh, defensive guys step up their big guys. So they, they've been really solid. So they're back in the top spot. I think for the first, I gotta think, was this the first? No, no, I think they were a couple of years ago. My bad. I, I was trying to think of how long has it been since they've been number one, but, <laughs> but yeah, the, it, the, the last year they were number one too. So, you know, it wasn't like, it hasn't been like that long, but you know, I think people thought that that would, you know, people didn't think they would be the, the up this far this year, but you know, it is what it is there. I mean, you know, you know, Alabama who beat Houston, that was a big win for uh, Nate Oates in that program. <clears throat> this is not without their, without their best player either, you know, Javon Quinley. You know, he's recovered from knee surgery, so he might be back, you know, just in co- time for conference play. So they've knocked out, they knocked out North Carolina uh, back in November. And, of course, they beat 
they they they, they beat Houston, so I think they're the they're just the second team to do that. They'll go back to back against the number one team, and I believe you got to do all the way back to when Duke did it back in the '60s. So that that that's crazy. The fact that the Oates has you know, done a, a great job with that, uh, making them a basketball school as well as a football school. So that's pretty uh, cool there. Uh, of course, you know Wisconsin. They were back in the top twenty-five after a couple of wins. They beat Maryland. That's one of the wins that they they had. So. You know, for anybody that's you know, ha- that's not in the college hoops mode yet, this is now the time to get into the, the hoops uh, mode because you know college football is over with. You know, the bowl game starting in, a, in about a later this week, so this is sort of your way to kind of get back into it. You know, some of these uh, teams already started conference play. I know the uh, the Biggies already started conference play. Well, they haven't yet, but I know I know Pac-12 has. I know that uh, the Big Ten has as well. So. You know, a lot of a lot of things happened in college too so far. Creighton, which is who was number seven now, they've had the biggest fall. They've lost four straight, including losing one to BYU on Saturday. Uh, so yeah, and, and Gonzaga is not going to be is that going to be easy for them in Gonzaga in the, in the West Coast Conference? We'll get to we'll get more in, in depth in that. But yeah, I mean they already have you know three losses. Gonzaga does, and they have look they've got their their conference is not going to be uh, easy this year. So yeah. Uh, shout out to our buddy Lamont Scott. He said, Illinois cannot take me on a roller coaster this year. Uh, they're, they're supposed to be one of the top tens in the big uh, top teams in the Big Ten. Hopefully, they'll get their act together, which I think they will. Uh, of course, you have Michigan led by Jawan Howard. Hopefully, he keep his hands to himself this year. <laughs> uh, we saw with Michigan, they struggled uh, toward the end of the season last year. Don't count out Wisconsin, do not count out Ohio State. Indiana can make a run too, so it's not going to be easy for Illinois this year. It's, especially in that Big Ten. I, I they still believe they're going to be a, a, a very good team. Uh, Brad Underwood has done an amazing job. Just when it comes to the NCAA tournament, uh, that's when they falter. Well, yeah, let's say I know that his, his presser got a lot. He got some flat for that press that he did after that Penn State loss. But, you know, it is what it is with that one. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting that uh, – Interesting there what happens with that one, but yeah, it's gonna be uh yeah, that's gonna be good. Also, UConn, remember UConn, they're kind of getting back into it too. So Danny Hur is gonna done a great job rebuilding that program. So they're at number, I think they're at number two right now after Purdue. Let me look that up that the rankings up really quick. But you know, they've been playing very well. They got a lot of their guys back from last year that went to the tournament. So yeah, the number they're at number three, you know, in between uh Virginia, uh Alabama, Houston, they fell from uh one to Five Tennessee. Yeah, Houston Texas. had a shocking loss the other day. That was Alabama. It's not really wasn't that shocking. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, Bama. You know, they they were you know they they were up for a little bit, but Alabama came back and, and such. So not a big shocker there. Uh, Texas. I know they've got you know their issues with their coach. I won't get into that. Uh, that that I know the news that came out there this morning. Kansas. Yeah. Remember? Yeah, remember Kansas. I know they had a loss uh, earlier this week, but you know that they're, they're still right there. Oh, Bill uh, Self and Crew. <laughs> Yeah, Arizona, you know, they they moved up. They had a nice a nice win over the weekend. Arkansas, you know, Baylor, Duke, Kentucky, Indiana, Gonzaga. Like I said, they already have three losses because that does. UCLA, they're quite eight and two. Mississippi State, they're you know, they're right there in the, in the, in the thick of it. Illinois, Auburn, Maryland, TCU, Wisconsin, Virginia Tech, and uh Miami. Miami's down the top 25 too they're now they're 10 at one so you know it very uh like i said you know, it, it, look, it's very interesting in college hoops right now but yeah so if you're not if you're not in it yet this is the time to get into it folks 
Of course, you'll surely will jump in it, uh, this coming weekend. And like you said, we're, we always here for college sports. If you, you've gotten that before. You'll definitely get it here again this upcoming season right here on Second City Sports. Uh, I wanted to ask Lakina a question before uh, we moved on about Duke. Of course, uh, Coach K of Chicago's very young, retired uh, following last season. Of course, John Shire has taken over now. I wanted to ask her if there will there be – I know they're supposed to be a good team, but will – Will that squad? Will that squad have a fear factor or get with their opponents like in years past? I'm not getting that sense right now, and I'm going off my record. Or you just uh, should I just wait and see how this team plays? Just wait and see how they play out first. I mean, okay. they've had they've had a good showing so far, so it, it, it's not like you know. Look, I mean, people would be pretty to give you know Josh Harris some credit here because they have he recruited some of these guys, so he was a guy that helped recruit yeah. Zion. So I think for people to kind of you know just dismiss uh you know Shire and say oh they're not gonna, they're not gonna have that killer instinct, they're not gonna have that you know X factor anymore now that uh, Coach K is gone. I, I think that's a little bit kind of disrespectful towards him and what he's mm-hmm. done, kind of helping you know build that program up. So I think people need to kind of just give him a little bit of a a, a chance here. They had a couple of losses. They lost to Kansas early on in one of the holiday tournaments. I know they lost to Purdue too a couple of weeks back. You know, I you know, they, they've look. They're, they're gonna the team's gonna learn as they go. You know how to win and such. I mean, look, there's there's basically, basically a brand not, not really necessarily a brand new team, but it kind of is a sort of a brand new team. So mm-hmm. I think people need to kind of just give them a chance to kind of develop and such. So I would say just just give them a, just give them a shot. Let's wait till the conference play. They start conference play uh, next week. So. You know, I think people need to kind of just, you know, you know, chill and just you know, let him let him do his thing a little bit before you got to make any conclusions. All right. You listening to Second City Sports, the Monday edition. We're live in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. Lakina, before we wrap up the show today, we still have some time left. Not too much, but some time left. I know you wanted to do that hockey. I, I know that <laughs> that we don't talk about much about hockey around these parts. I know the Blackhawks are not doing well right now. They're 7, 15 and 4. Uh, on the year so far, they lost their last game to the Winnipeg Jets at the UC on Friday, last Friday, three to one. Uh, they host the Washington Capitals tomorrow night. That's on ESPN at mm-hmm. 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Alex, Alexander Ovechkin's only visit to Chicago. Uh, he's, I believe, he's six goals uh, behind uh, career. He's, he's chasing career goal number 800, 800. for his career. And Lakina, as I said before about this Blackhawks team, I know Luke Reichel is killing it down in Rockford. He's supposed to get some, get a chance, hopefully coming up sometime this season. But look here, um, Luke Richardson, I think I think he's done a phenomenal job trying to develop these guys. We said it was going to be a long year. This is a rebuild. Kyle Davidson, the GM, mm-hmm. he has a lot of work to do. He's trying to get more draft picks to get more young talent in here. I know he's so, uh, supposedly watching the last days, supposedly of. Patrick King and Jonathan Taze in Blackhawks uniforms. Uh, they'll determine uh, that once the train deadline comes. But Lakina, as I said before, the Blackhawks, they look good at times, but mm-hmm. they look terrible at times. And that's what happens with a young team. And I uh, I said this before the season started. I'll say it again. Their starting goalie is not on this roster. No, they're not. No, he's not. They may have to get him for free agent. They may have to get him, you know, they may have to draft him. So you, you just yeah. don't know. And that, that's been some gimme goals that they have given up. So I think that's been sort of a problem for the Blackhawks this year. I mean, could we be seeing the last of Caves and Tane? I know that uh, Kane has said that he doesn't want to go anywhere. 
Tay's, mm-hmm. I mean, I know he's been more open to it. I know he's been, you know, battling some uh, respiratory issues, like I know, like I've been doing right now. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, look, it'll be interesting to see. Look, look, I watch. Look, they're they're fun to watch. I mean, look, they're not the best team. We know that, but they're gonna give you their mm-hmm. their best effort, you know, every night. And you know, Luke Richardson is just gonna get the best get the best that he can out of the guys that he has. That's all you can ask for. From that's all you can team. ask for, especially if you're if you're a young core that's starting to. You know, rebuild. So I think that's all you can ask for right now. I know Blackhawks fans now the joke of, of some of certain people, but I think people need to just you know give them give them a year or two. Hopefully they can kind of get things going and, and such. So I would say just 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 give them a little break a little bit. Now I can't wait to see uh, Mr. Ovechkin. I'm always happy whenever you know when Ovechkin you know, comes to you see you know he might just be the price of admission. He's still still playing at a high level at his age. It's just, it's just nothing short of remarkable what he's been doing. And he's like 800, 800 uh, goals, Mark. Jesus, that, that's yeah, that's, that's, that's bonkers. Uh, yeah, I'll give you a quick story, Lakina. The only time I saw Alexander Ovechkin live, and that was during March of 2010. It was the NBC Game of the Week for, uh, on a Sunday. That was the first year the Hawks won the Cup. Uh, he nailed Brian Campbell's shoulder into the boards, and he got kicked out of the game. I paid $95 for that ticket, and that was the only few seats that were under $100 at the, at that time. You know, the secondary market was starting to open up, and which is a commonplace now. Mm-hmm. I was like, this guy is a freak of nature. He's almost like the LeBron James of hockey. He's not he's not small. He is big for hockey, uh, for, for hockey, but that guy has a tremendous speed. I know it slows it slows down with age, that's with anything else in life. But I said, I watched him up close. This guy is so fast for his mm-hmm. size and, and the way he scores goals, especially on the pl- power play. You know, he's going to line up on the, on the left side, which is shooting side. You know, he's going to get that one timer and he's going to knock it in more times than not. And teams that have not been able to stop it over the years. And, and he, he's an amazing player to watch. Yeah. He, and I was been- glad he got his first couple a few years ago. Yeah, it was just yeah, it's crazy the fact that he, like I say he's still like I was saying he's still playing at a high level at his age. So it's crazy that that, that they're still doing that. But uh, yeah, it, it's a little nice that he's been you know still doing this and still you know he hasn't missed a beat. So you know mm-hmm. it, it's crazy that Ovechkin is still you know still like right there and kind of like in the thick of it, still playing at a high level. It's just. Not sure, remarkable. Now, did the, the, the Devils just win another game? Because they, I think they won. Like <laughs> at one point, they lost. I think they won. I think it was like like once, like you know, in like through, like almost like six weeks or something like that. So mm-hmm. I know I saw uh, their their Twitter account well was uh, crazy there. But yeah, they've got one of the best records in the league right now. Actually, Boston does. So. Yeah, I was going to ask you, can anybody side the Bruins as of right now? No. As of right now, no. I mean, I think you know the Devils. You know, they they've kind of you know slowed down a little bit. I know they had that. They had they won like ten in a row at one point. You know, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. But you know, it's just one of those things where you just don't know. I mean, you got to think the the Brewers are probably the team to beat right now on the West side. You know, the Jets have been playing very good. You know, the Knights mm-hmm. have been playing very solid. So I, I just you know, look, it's a little early. You say you're kind of like they're all, they're only like about halfway through their season right now. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, can the Brewers keep it up? What what trades are going to be made? You know, will will some big names be moved? Will the will mm-hmm. either the either Kane or Taze be going to one of those one of these teams? Could they be go could uh Taze be going to Winnipeg? So you just don't know at this point. Yeah, and also too, uh the New York Rangers have been struggling. They've been up and down this year. I know the Hawks beat them uh last Saturday night at MSG. So hopefully they'll uh, get that situation turned around. The Philadelphia Flyers is uh the same thing. I know they got a hat trick last uh last night. But they lost to the Phoenix Coyotes of all teams mm-hmm. in overtime yeah. in that small ass <laughs> college arena. Oh, Lord. Good grief! Good Lord. But uh, look out for the Dallas Stars. I know they usually falter at the end of the regular season, and and they did okay in the playoffs last before. year. But but that's but that's their 
that's been their kryptonite. Uh, look out for the Dallas Stars and also too, uh, the Calgary Flames. Uh, yeah. I know they lost to Edmonton last year in the playoffs, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with them. The Seattle Kraken, let's give a shout out to Yay. them. I know our guy Eddie Olchek is doing their games on TV now, but uh, the Seattle Kraken finally get it together. One of the top records in the <laughs> Western Conference. I really hope they make the playoffs this year. Me too. This, Me too. I think that 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 place will be uh will be rocking for a playoff uh run if for the crack. And so I hope I hope they they get sneaking in there. It's gonna it's gonna be tough though. I know uh you know Burakowski, you know he's been like one of their top guys there. He's one of the reasons why they're right there. They think of it in that Pacific Division. You know uh only a second uh only to Vegas. The Kings are still there too. They're they're still the hey we're still here so. They yeah, need a goalie. <laughs> yeah. That's Did you see that game against Seattle a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago? Mm-hmm. Good grief. Yep, that was, yeah. Yeah, that was ugly. <laughs> yeah. And that they got ugly. one of the best young teams in the league. You saw what happened yeah. last year. They took Edmonton to seven. To seven, uh, yep. Oh, that was a and disappointing. So we'll see what happens with them. Also, to the Florida Panthers, they need to turn around, too. Yeah, yeah. They, they've been yeah, they, they've been kind of up and down, too, the Panthers have. So it'll be interesting to see. What uh, happens uh, there? Uh, you know the 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 Kachuks have been you know very solid you know too for for Calgary. So you know you know, you got Brady and Matthew you know doing you know doing their thing with you know, with Cal- with Calgary. So yeah, it, it's gonna be like I, hopefully Calgary can get back up there. I know they're they're like third or fourth in uh mm-hmm. in the Pacific right now. So I hope they can keep. I hope they can you know get up because they they were right there to think of it last year. So yeah, one more question about hockey before we um, move on. <laughs> Uh, taking your Chicago fandom out of it, do you think the Detroit Dead Wings, or oh, I just said it, but, but the Detroit Red Wings will make the playoffs this year? I know they look real good to start off the season. They kind of leveled off here in recent weeks. But do you think they'll, they'll have enough to make a playoff push this year? I think they're going to have to make some moves, though. I think they, I know they've lost a couple in a row, so that's going to be tough. Um, yeah, it's good. Like I said, it's going to be interesting, though. I, I think, I think they could definitely, they were like near the top for a little bit, but then they kind of regressed, regressed. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. But like I said, I think they're going to make some moves, uh, you know, in and before the trade deadline, and we'll see what happens there. Okay. You're listening to Second City Sports on Sports Hall Chicago, the Monday edition. We're live in living, in living color. Sid Lakina here with it. Before we get to old school TV Monday, Lakina, uh, I, we, we definitely do not want to end the show on the bad note, but what did you think about the death of Grant Wall uh, from, from the world of soccer? And yeah, that was very shocking, and and I know there's still an investigation now. How how did he pass away? Uh, this was just crazy. I, I found it stunning, just like everyone else. Yeah, it's it's sort of one of those things where you're you're just you're just stunned. I know his uh his wife, you know, he was uh, especially at the height of COVID. His wife was uh sort of like you know you know he was praising his wife for the work she does. She's a she's a doctor. Uh, mm-hmm. so and. You know, I know she's in shock. I know he had been suffering. They they said he had been suffering from some respiratory uh thing, you know, non-COVID, but apparently he collapsed during the I think it was the Nethers Argentina match. And you know, I guess he, you know, they took him to the hospital and then he died. I know um I know his uh his brother Eric has been very vocal saying that he thinks it may be more to it. You know, we hopefully we'll find out, but you know, it's it, it's it's yeah, it, it's tough. You you feel for mm-hmm. the wife, you feel for his brother, you feel for the rest of the his family, yeah. and you know just definitely a, a you know seeing colleagues, you know remember him as sort of a good guy. Remember, I know, I know LeBron wrote something really nice too because it was it was his article uh, when he was in high school talking about LeBron in high school. You know, you look, check out that article. He he took the you know, the the photo and he did the interview, so he was instrumental mm-hmm. to kind of you know making Le, you know LeBron being LeBron who he is now. So. Just your thoughts and pros go out to his uh, Grant Wall's colleagues and uh, his family. Just to 
a terrible situation all around. Definitely putting a stain into uh, this year's World Cup that's already had a lot of stains even before yeah. the Cup, World Cup started. Yeah, as we said, from all of us here at Second City Sports and the Sports Zone Chicago family, peace and love to the Grand Wall family uh, mm-hmm. during this challenging time, especially during the holiday. So peace and love to that family. You're listening mm-hmm. to Second City Sports, Sports Zone Chicago. We have a couple of minutes left. Lakina, uh, let's uh, make a uh, trying to make this a smooth transition now as we present to you guys around this time. Old School TV Monday. Uh, let's go to Raytown, Missouri, outside of Kansas City and hang out with Mama's family. That's right. Mama's Family was an American sitcom television series that starred Vicki Lawrence as Mama, a.k.a. Thelma Harper. The series was a spinoff on the recurring series of comedy sketches called The Family, featured on the old Carol Burnett show from 1967 to 1978. And Carol Burnett and Company in 1979, the sketches led to the television film Eunice and finally the television series which debuted on NBC on January 22nd, 1983. After several time slide changes and a subsequent drop in ratings, the network canceled the series. The final episode of its two-season NBC incarnation uh, of, aired on April 7th, 1984. The NBC broadcast re-ran uh, it until September of 1985, which unexpectedly performed well in ratings. After the Two years of its cancellation, the original series producer Joe Hamilton Productions revived Mama's Family for new episodes in the first-run syndication on local mm-hmm. stations across the country, including here in Chicago on the old WGBO Super 66 before it switched to Spanish in the 90s. The reincarnation produced by JHP and distributed by Laura Mark Telepictures premiered on September 27, 1986. The modified four-season series revival garnered subsequently higher ratings than its first incarnation at NBC, which eventually became the highest-rated sitcom in first-run syndication history. The final episode aired on February 24, 1990. The show's theme song, Bless My Happy Home, created by as an acapella by Lawrence, the show's producers chose to use an instrumental version of the song produced by Peter Mass. Disclosing the lyrics to the song as part of, of her Vicky and Mama, a two-woman show, non-televised stand-up routine. Lawrence hosted herself as in Mama since 2001. Lawrence routinely performed the song, uh, performs the song in its original and a cappella form. The lyrics were also featured in an advertisement for the show on MeTV years ago. Lakina, uh, what was your favorite memories of, about that series? Because I used to joke about this with Kenneth Davis from the Dean Davis show back in the day. Now he's the host of the Understanding Podcast with NBC Sports mm-hmm. Chicago. Before Tyler Perry uh, did Medea, Vicky <laughs> Lawrence put on that wig in the 80s as mama. And she was very hilarious and very, uh, she was very ahead of her time uh, doing that. Yeah, I mean, you know, she was only 19. I think she wasn't even at her teens yet when she first started uh, playing uh, uh, Thelma Harper on Mama's Head. I think she won a couple of Emmys too for that uh, performance as well, I mm-hmm. think for that role. And you know, of course, you know, yeah, Mama's Family was dope. Yes, right, Lamont. I mean, yes. Do you prefer Do you prefer the NBC uh, run or do you prefer the, the syndicated uh, run? Because oh, uh, the syndicated one. Yeah, I, I think most people. I think most people. I know. Well, what, I want you guys to uh, say it as well. Uh, you had a crush on Vicky. You were so silly, Lamont. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but I think I think not, if, you know you guys can you know, comment on uh, YouTube and uh, Facebook and uh, Twitter as well. But uh, yeah, I. I yeah, I think most people, ninety-five percent, I think folks would agree that the original, you know, the, the the syndicated run, I think, was better. It was better written. Yeah, they brought in a uh, Bubba like Alan Kayser, who played him. Yes. You know, I, yeah, yeah, you know, definitely brought more of a personality uh, to uh, the, the show and that freshness to it and whatnot, that teenage vibe. Because no, no disrespect to the, the people that played Buzz and Sonya, but they were kind of boring, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah, no disrespect to them. Uh, Rue McClanahan, who played Anne Fran, and of course, they, they killed her character off. You know, uh, Rue McClanahan, God rest her soul. Yeah, um, they really and Betty White, what, too. Yeah, they didn't really know what to do with her, so of course, they had to kill her off. I think, you know, Betty White, I think they would have brought on Ellen on in the syndicated run. Had, you know, she was busy doing this this little show called The Golden Girls. Golden Girls, right. <laughs> yeah, let's so, yeah, already say that. Yep. Yeah, so it wasn't, yeah, and it just, it just taken off, so yeah, that was going to be hard for them. Yeah, they brought Beverly Archer on, which I think was... Mm, which was really a very solid uh, uh, pickup, you know, a very solid cast. She was terrific. But, you know, turned out to be a really great character, a, a TV actress as well, Beverly has. You know, Dorothy Lyman, who has played in everything, you know, soaps, you know, and, and such. You know, Ken Berry, God rest his soul, you know, musician, you know, you know did, did Broadway and theater for many years, of course. You know, got on, uh, you know, Carol Burnett show and, you know, did Mama's, the, the, the Mama's Family skits, if you will. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it was it, look, it was it was great. I mean, look, it, was, it had the humor. It had you know, they did some dealt with some issues too. Of course, you know your typical you know uh, you know Heartland, you know family, you know sitcom, if you will. Uh, you know they had they actually had to tame uh, Thelma for the uh, to have a television run. If you saw if you saw the, her original run on uh, Carol Burnett, she was very mm -hmm. rough. <laughs> she was very rough. She was very you know. You know, very you know, kind of like not not the most easygoing grandmother. You know, you'll say it, but they had to kind of tame. Her. Of course, she still had a little quips. You know, she had that you know that sharp wit and that sarcasm. But they had to tame her for television purposes, and it worked. You know, of course, especially once it got into syndication and it took off. It was mm -hmm. one of the highest rated shows. They, I think, could went on a little bit longer, but I think uh, I think uh, Vicky was sick of uh, yeah, yeah, her, she got did. sick of it. Yep, mm -hmm. right. And I think she had a couple of, had a couple of kids that she wanted to help uh, finish raising. So I think that also. Um, that also kind of helped her decision to not because it, it, it could have went on another two or three more years. I think I, I read somewhere that the that, that the production company and the uh, and it was still look you know syndicated show syndicated shows by 1990 it was still you know very highly rated shows. Some of those mm -hmm. some of those shows were doing better than some of the uh, the network shows, shows at the on, time. Yeah, remember what's happening time. now. Remember yeah. what's happening now. We'll get to that at some point. Charles but uh, Charles, it did better than others. Yeah, I, it was doing well in the first world. run syndication. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Uh, you know, Charles, well, Charles and Charles is kind of a similar situation. We'll get to that mm -hmm. show at some point as well. But yeah, yeah. I mean, that was on I, WGN here in Chicago back yep. in the day. Yep. Yep. You know, Charles and Charles. Yeah. 434, 430 there too, after the Cubs games, you know, in the yep. time. <laughs> I remember that. Uh, yeah. Charles I mean, look, and Charles, just as Harry Curry. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, we'll, get, we'll get to that. We'll get to that, though. We'll get to that at some point. But uh, yeah, I mean, look, I think everyone was great on that show. I know they all kept in touch. You no, know, uh, of course, uh, Ken Barris sadly uh, passed away last year. But yeah, they all kept in touch. You know, they've had various uh, reunions. It's still on syndication. You see it on Me TV a lot. I don't think I don't think it's stream, I don't think it's stream, I don't think it's streaming anywhere, but it should be streaming on HBO Max because I think you know the Warner Brothers I think still owns the show. Harley mm -hmm. owns the show, so I'm surprised it's not on HBO Max. But yeah, talk to HBO Max. Oh well, well now Warner Brothers Discovery folks about that one. But yeah, you know, it, it, it was it was a great show. Look, I mean, you know, it dealt with it dealt with various issues and such. I mean, I think you know you wonder what would have happened had it not had you know had it went on for another year or two. I mean, would have mm -hmm. been great to you know see how uh, the Harper suggested having a new baby in the house and. You know, hopefully, you know, Iowa would have found a relationship. You know, Bubba might have found a relationship and such. So it would have been great yeah. to see had the had the show continued. Yeah, just to wrap it up, uh, the uh, this show was nominated for uh, for many awards, but it won for a primetime uh, Emmy for best out costume, best outstanding costume in a series that it won that in nineteen eighty four, and of course in the TV Land Awards in two thousand four, Vicky Lawrence won for favorite big bad mama. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Oh yeah, oh yeah, she did. Well, yeah, though she said she loves still love playing that role. That's near and dear to her. And there, the irony of that, I always tell people, the irony of that is now that she is older now too. She is older. She is a grandmother now. So yeah, you know, <laughs> go figure. Is, yeah, though, though she's in her seventies, uh, seventy-four years old. Still, still looks great. But looks great, by the way. So uh, yeah, you know, people forget that you know. Yeah, she was only like she was playing. Ken Barry, a lot of the folks in the cast were basically older mm-hmm. than her. It was a session of you know, Alan Case, who of course played Bubba, and I think her and uh, her and uh, so <laughs> Bubba still would have been saying, so, Yeah, you're probably right, Lamar. You Lamont, probably still yeah. would have been, <laughs> been single, uh, probably. Or maybe Iola too, I'm just saying. But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and shout out to our guy Brandon Schultz on the comments of that post. He said, We got our first basement from you guys. So yeah, yeah Mama's family is a trendsetter. And like, like you said, a bunch of storylines. It was all about families, all about fun. They dealt well, various issues are going on during the 80s and early 90s. So we like to salute the first uh, syndication-run TV sitcom, Mama's Family. Well, yeah, and, it was one, and it's one of those shows where, yeah, they loved each other, even though, yeah, they, they yelled at each other and cursed each other out once yeah. in a while. But that's typical. So, yeah, Missouri. Well, I didn't know. that they ever, Did they ever say that what state it was in? Yeah, Missouri, yeah. Mm-hmm. They actually said that. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, Vicky Lawrence said in the interview, at least according to Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, she probably. Yeah, I think they, they might have. I mean, yeah, that kind of does make sense. I mean. Yeah, Raytown. Yeah, it yeah. was. She said Raytown it was supposed to be in Mississippi, but she said it was a, a, a Raytown, Missouri. At least that's what Wikipedia said. <laughs> okay, Mississippi. Yeah, which was totally different. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think you probably would have preferred Missouri. You know, she probably would have preferred it being in Missouri, not Mississippi. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that, that's probably you know maybe a good thing, but yeah, the Salute Kamala's family. You can oh, like I say, you catch the you know the, the repeats on MeTV and other various other spots. It should be streaming on HBO Max, so you know get on the HBO Max, folks. But uh, yeah. <laughs> with that said, you can follow me, Keenan McGee, on the Twitter and Keenan McGee on the IG. You can follow yours truly, Sydney Brown, on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80 SIDKID80 SIDKID80. Make sure you download that Sports on Chicago app today wherever you get your apps. Make sure you follow Sports on Chicago on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You can subscribe to our podcast at War on Anchor. We are available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. And make sure you give War Media a follow at WAR Media on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. And one more again, as the kids would say before we leave you today. You can catch Sports on Chicago now available on Roku TV. Yep, yes, you can. Of course, you know, you know, whatever device you got, you know, on Roku device, you don't even have to have a Roku device. Go on the Roku app. It's right there for you. You know, on Roku, you know, just you know, type in Sports on Chicago. You can catch out our show, Sean and Maya. Uh, the smoke fellas, mm-hmm. what's up, Cubs? What's up, Cubs? Yeah. Tonight is six. Yep. I know. I know. Jason's not going to be in a very good mood. Uh, you know, when <laughs> the Chargers last night. I don't think. Uh, <laughs> you know, but yeah, we we actually yes, we did have a great weekend, uh, Brandon. So yeah, so you can catch out the show on Roku TV whenever you want, and whatever device you got. And yes, yes live, yep, live and on demand, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, three hundred sixty five days a year. So celebrate with the squad, get with the program. All right. Oh yeah, TV. Oh yeah, it was on TBS too. Yeah, it sure was, Brandon. For uh, for yeah, a not bit. anymore, but yeah, it was on there for yeah, a long time. For, for, yeah, it was on there for a long time. Yeah, I remember watching mm-hmm. it there on, on there as well. Yeah, yeah, good, good call, Brandon. Yeah, so to see talking about Mama's Friend, which is our our mm-hmm. old school TV Monday uh, show for today. So first, Sid, I'm Lakina. I know it's getting a little warm out there. Uh, well, cold out there, I should say. You know, you know, look, stay warm out there. If you're not gonna get vaccinated, wash your hands, wear your mask, and be good to each other. This is the second city sports on Sports on Chicago, and we'll see you Friday. Go Bulls. Holla.